Oh, yes, boys. The home of cricket. Second test at Lords. We're going to be uh, watching the first session of day five as it all unfolds. All options are on the table here. Uh, maybe draw less likely unless there's a bit of rain. And uh, we're maybe on top, probably are on top. We're mm. going to watch it all unfold. We'll talk about the rest of the test and how it's gone. Smudgy, he's pretty good at cricket, nothing new. State of origin, Queensland have won back-to-back. State of origins, uh, it was a dismal performance from the Blues. I think maybe the biggest questions now leading f- into game three is uh, what changes does Freddie make and is Freddie the coach next year? Uh, AFL, they're through the buy rounds into the business end of the season. NBA, free agency, mayhem, plenty of moves in the last 48 hours, plus a huge final round previewing one of the most highly anticipated UFC cards in recent memory, particularly for Aussies in uh, in UFC 290. We'll talk about Volk, Rodriguez and uh, all the other fights happening next weekend, plus a preview of F1 Austria tonight and uh, Wimbledon kicking off uh, tomorrow. Uh, this is On The Esky, an Aussie sports podcast. We love our Aussie sports, but we also have an eye on uh, the wide world of sports. You can check us out on the socials, subscribe on YouTube, yada, yada, yada. Uh, boys, we like to shout a beer to start off the show, commend uh, some high achievement in the sporting world in the last fortnight. Uh, it's been two weeks since the last pod. Mm. Shauna, I'll pass it over to you. Who are you shouting a beer this week? Yes, uh, sticking with my baseball flavour, going with Domingo German, uh, who for the Yankees threw a perfect game on Wednesday. Uh, so it was the 24th um, perfect game in uh, Major League Baseball history, uh, but he dedicated it um, to his late uncle who had passed away on the Monday. So Jeez. I think it was the first game that he'd played uh, or was the pitcher um, uh, for them since the passing of his uncle. So uh, excellent scenes and an amazing uh, achievement there um, to notch it up. Uh, they went close to backing it up a couple of days later and getting the 25th. Um, mm. But, you know, as umpies and refs like to do, they'll have to fuck up good events. So, uh, And they missed out on that one, unfortunately. So, uh, But stick with that and shout a beer out to uh, Mr. German. I'm going to shout a beer to Wyndham Clark. It did happen nearly two weeks ago. Uh, but he has won his maiden uh, major, winning the US Open there at the Los Angeles Country Club. Uh, no one had really heard of him unless you're an absolute golf fanatic. Uh, 29-year-old, his best finish in a major before winning one was 75th, which is which is wild to think of. Uh, he's from Denver, Colorado. I think uh, I was reading that he's the first person from Denver to ever win a major and uh, a nice little story as well, uh, sort of keeping in, in with the theme. Uh, lost his mother to, to breast cancer. It did happen uh, a few years ago. I think he was playing college golf at the time. Uh, and a, a touching uh, sort of tribute to his late mother uh, with lots of the the players getting around him saying how, how proud she would have been and uh, look to to win any sort of um, event, you know, a, a, in golf is, is an unreal achievement but to go out and win a major, he's, uh, his name gets etched into history and uh, it'll be interesting to follow the, the rest of his career as it unfolds. So enjoy a beer. I'm sure he's probably had plenty after, after that win. <laughs> Uh, but enjoy a beer courtesy of On The Esky, Wyndham Clark. Baby? Very good. That, that's me. Down, <laughs> down <the> end, <laughs> that's it. Um, probably don't need a beer. They've been celebrating for quite a while now. Um, but I'm shouting uh, Paddy Mahomes and uh, 
Travis Kelsey. Yeah, geez, I had complete brain freeze. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Is it Kelsey? Is it Kelsey? Is it Kelsey? Yeah. Kelsey? yeah. yeah. I don't even know. No, it's just like, am I Peps or am I not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey uh, for winning the match up against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So this is was the eighth iteration of this sort of celebrity match that they sort of run each – well, it's not even each year, just whenever they feel like it, I guess. Mm. I think um, about this time every year is kind of when they do it. Well, the last one they had was in December last year um, and they had seemed to have two last year. So maybe it's every six months from mm-hmm. the looks of it now that I think about it a little bit more closely. Um, but, yeah, riding the high of winning Super Bowl to winning the match celebrity golf tournament uh, up against Steph Curry and Clay Thompson there at Wynn Par- uh, Golf Club in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, sharing them a beer. Not far until NFL season. No. It's July, which means next month is August, which means – Football. <laughs> yep. My mass is any good. That, that's come around reasonably quick. Podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> two plus two plus four is minus one. That's free. That's quick math. Mm. Yeah. Big shuck. Twenty-five. Mm. My rapping game. I'd probably need to get back <laughs> 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 the toilet after that effort. <laughs> Maybe better than our maths though. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't be hard. No, All right, boys. Yes. Mop of the week. Mop of the week. We've got a uh, double mop here. And uh, mop. look, if there's if there's anything that grinds my gears in sport. It's, it's protesters and when they get carried off the field by Johnny Bairstow and he missed out on the opportunity to put a big old <laughs> hip and shoulder, you know, uh, a.k.a. the late Roy Simons uh, do it, doing it, um, he missed, a, missed an opportunity there. But these, these protesters run out uh, on day one in the first session at Lords. Something about mm. stopping oil, saving the environment, mm-hmm. uh, probably good sentiment but. Maybe not the best yeah, spraying, way to go about spraying, it. Spraying flares on grass, um, I don't think. It was, chalk, it was chalk. chalk. It wasn't flares. Okay. It was chalk. Yes. Uh, seemed like they were trying to get to the pitch mm. and, uh, you know, cover the pitch in chalk yeah. and I don't know. Yeah. Poor grass. What did ever do to you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, if – it, it actually made me miss Java. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Java at least was funny. It, I, I, yeah. I watched this and I thought – the first thing I thought, I didn't think about stopping oil because I just thought I just want to watch cricket and, you know, it's late over yeah. here mm. and, you know, now who knows how long this is going to be delayed for. Luckily it wasn't too long. Uh, I didn't, it didn't make me want to get around their cause, funnily enough. It made me think, where is Java? What, what's he <laughs> yeah. been up to? Is he dead? I don't yeah. know. I think he's banned from yeah. every cricket ground in England. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in it's a, probably a bit hard for the old fellow to get in. In a fair few. Uh, yeah. But anyways, that they get a mop. Uh, who knows what kind of fines that they're looking at? Uh, and luckily, mm. no one was hurt in no. the in the protest. It was pretty funny watching Johnny Bairstow just absolutely manhandle this kid. I'm yeah. surprised he had the fitness to to <laughs> pick him up under his wing and, and walk Carry him off the him field. All the way yeah, off the field. Yeah, yeah fitness de- definitely never been Johnny's uh, strong suit. Did you see the photo of one of the security guards taking down another one? Yeah, uh, there was two because he he was. Um, essentially volunteering after for just graduating from university. So he's used that photo on his LinkedIn to help promote himself to get a job. This is like <laughs> if you want this kind of aggressive go-getter attitude, I'm your man. So there you go. <laughs> what did he uh, graduate with? I have no idea what, what his actual degree was, but he's, uh, yeah, obviously in the job market looking for it. But, uh, um, you know, he's been doing some security work, some secchi work on the sides. There, there you and, go. Masters um, of removing <laughs> idiots from lords. Yeah. Corporate hostile takeovers. Is <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and then maybe someone that grinds our gears even more, Kevin Peterson. I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up. Listening to this guy commentate, I'd, seriously, sometimes I'd rather listen to Nails Across the Chalkboard. 
Uh, what was you? You had the the story well, around the, around the Nathan Lyon comment. Yeah, the big story last night, of course. Um, Nathan Lyon, who hobbled out there to get four runs, um, went out there, you know, just to keep tick it over, allow Starkey to hit the ball a bit more, and to you know get the total from three fifty to three seventy. So brave, was, courageous. That would be yeah. the words I'll, that come exactly. to mind for me. But Kevin Peterson's thoughts was, oh, he's gone out there to purposely get short balled, uh, get hit in the head, get concussion, so that he could be. You know, tactically subbed out so they could bring in another replacement so they could potentially um, bowl. Uh, you know, Nathan Lyon's comments um, post-match, of course, was like, um, you know, I had a mate who lost his life from a short ball. Mm. It's not what I was going out there. Yeah. So it's a bit of poor taste. And he's right. Like, you don't go out there to purposely get a potential long-term brain injury uh, mm. just so you get subbed out in a cricket match. No. He went out there to do, do his side of job. Hobble around a little bit and hope, you know, Starkey down the other end could put on some extra runs, which he did. Yep. And, you know, those extra runs might be the difference um, in this test match. Yeah. I hope not, mm-hmm. but they could be. When it comes well. down to it, yeah, f- 15 was the, the last yeah. wicket. We'll talk about that yeah. in depth in a second. And outside of those pretty egregious sort of uh, comments, mm. just the general commentary uh, that you, you well, get he's, with, he's, with KP. Yeah, he's a pommy. He's going to suck him off, but, you know. Well. <laughs> Hearing about the 2005 Ashes a thousand times every time he gets in commentary. <laughs> I, I think we hear more about KP's career than we do the play-by-play yeah. Yeah. What is happening at Lords exactly. right now. Exactly. It's not even his country. Like, Yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh Look, don't get us going <laughs> yeah, on, well, on South Africans that have that yeah, have tra- We don't need to get into the state of origin and, and, eligibility, etc. And, <laughs> and given we love our South African <laughs> import, yes, import yes. the great man, yeah. got, got, yeah. got the sticker on uh, the laptop yeah. here. And uh, oh, also him getting absolutely pwned by Punter, Punter. in yeah. the first test was pretty funny. <laughs> yes. You know, singing the praises of Joe Root, how he's gone out there yeah. and yeah. played baseball and playing yeah. shots that no one ever plays in test cricket and Punter just – Pretty much gave him, yeah, he's out now and he makes 40. Yeah, he's out and he made 40. <laughs> all, he needed move was on. A, all he needed was to chuck a champ on the end of that and it would have been, <laughs> would have been what would you like on your tombstone, Kevin Peterson? Because yeah. you've just been buried <laughs> by one of Australia's greatest ever. Mm-hmm. That said, that rolls us into uh, the, the first big segment of the show, talking about some cricket. Hit that shit, monks. Yeah, so the second test uh, at Lords. Yep, day mm. five, session one has just kicked off live as we're recording. Uh, if anyone's actually listening to us uh, rather than, than watching the test right now, uh, shame on you. <laughs> Although it might be better than listening to Kevin, Kevin Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so but just give the play by play. I imagine, I imagine uh, <laughs> most people that are catching this are catching it during the week. So our... Uh, apologies if you do hear, oh, he's gone, because uh, things will be unfolding live before our eyes. Let's go back to day one. Uh, it seems like a while ago, uh, mm-hmm. given how exciting this test match has been. Starting on a Wednesday. Couple of changes, couple of changes. Starkey comes in, Scott Boland out. Uh, poor Scobo, he had really looked like he couldn't do a thing wrong until uh, probably the, the first test. and He just, wasn't bad. He it wasn't was bad, he just wasn't. The Scobo that we've seen yeah. over the last 18 months. But that also, that pitch did no one any favours. So Correct. it's a bit hard. I think they just wanted um, you know, a little bit of extra bounce, a little bit of swing potentially in this one with the green top and I think it's paid off dividends so far. Um, ooh, that went close. 
Yeah, that's right. Anyone uh, that was questioning Stark's uh, inclusion, uh, mm. probably seeing his spell yesterday, might have gone, oh, he's maybe pretty good when the ball's yeah, and I, and moving it, around a little bit. And on that point, I think horses, of course, a little bit there too because if Stark had played that first test, that, again, that pitch didn't have any bounce or anything in it. So maybe a lot of what Starkey would have brought would have been nullified anyway. So, mm. um, yeah, I think this is a you know a better pitch for, overall for the Australian bowlers. Um and so far it's been the big difference and it might be the reason why they go through them pretty quickly here and uh, get a big win for the Australian. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. <laughs> I was going to say them fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> About to find out. Uh, yeah. Old Josh Tong comes in. Mm-hmm. Tong. He's, not, he's not been bad. He's been, he's been pretty good. Now, I want to know, is his name actually Tong or is it just how those northern English it's people say it? it. <laughs> I'd prefer Tong because when he gets head out and is caught by root, like that's, that's the perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a perfect thing. We just so, need uh, yeah. Willie Mason to be out there <laughs> yeah. and uh, then you've got Tong on, on Big Willie, the classic <laughs> rugby league bit of gear there. Uh, Moeen Ali uh, not selected slash unfit given uh, the state of his fingers. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that – England chose to go with with the four quicks and leave the uh, the spinning uh, up to Joe Root, who, who did pretty well uh, mm-hmm. in in both mm-hmm. innings. Uh, but I think England's spin stocks were kind of having a bit of a laugh about it last week. In the, in that, you know, Moen Ali is their best spinner, but it could be a bit of a problem for him moving Just forward that they, that they don't really have a world class spinner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Agreed. Anyways, they go the four quicks and Tong's done pretty good. We'll talk about it. Uh, Stokes, he wins the toss uh, and he chooses to field, given how green that, that thing was looking on, on day one. It's been, and was overcast basically. The overcast, bit of drizzle. Yeah, 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 it looked like a very t- English typical, uh, you know, balmy summer's day oh. in England. Uh, Starkey goes up for one and given not out. Oh, that move, in swinger. He's definitely moving around at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, look – a tough one, really, because obviously we're we're Monday morning quarterbacking. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is twenty twenty, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But the Aussies went out and, and made a fair few runs. Oh yes, oh they did. So three hundred thirty nine for five on the first day. Uh, Kawaja, the first one to go from that man, uh, Josh Tong, uh, and he, he left one and it, it actually nipped back a fair bit. Took his off stump, uh, pretty good seed uh, there. Uh, Warner, good to see him make a few sixty six yeah. of eighty eight. Uh, he got dropped by Ollie Pope uh, there at third slip on 20. Uh, and then – Is that the one that Ollie did his shoulder on? No, that was later That was later on. Uh, we, yeah, we, so we, a few question marks on him going forward. Too, yeah, right? indeed, indeed. Mm. Uh, the ball that did get David Warner, geez, that was, a, that was an absolute seed. Uh, he really set him up, the, the ball before, these big in-swingers from around the mm. wicket. Uh, and it was just a, a touch short. The the first ball went over the stumps. For, went for four buys actually, and then uh, pretty close to unplayable. The one that got Davy. It was good to see him mm. score fifty yep. over there in England. I was yeah. I actually stayed up uh, hoping he'd get the yeah. Hand. I was hoping that he'd get you know that elusive English ton. Uh, it's pretty incredible that the blokes played so much uh, in England and it's never got one. I was really on Team Warner, mm. uh, but nonetheless, uh, for a guy that's that's really had uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders in, in terms of his lack of form recently, uh, you know, obviously the Australian press and media has been pretty scathing in the way that they're spoken about Davy Warner, uh, and even more scathing are the other uh, armchair experts in the in the comments. That's for yes. sure over the last eighteen months. Yeah. 
Mm. Uh, so, so it was good to see Davey uh, get some runs. Yeah, and well, he wasn't the only one. Like Manus had a, had a bit of a yeah. uh, struggle for form as well, and to see him get forty seven, it was unfortunately he didn't push on to, to get fifty plus, but uh, you know he got forty seven on this one and had a hundred and two run partnership there with with Warner, didn't he? Uh, Smudger. Smudger. That, that was with, with Smudger. And uh, look, we're going to talk about him. Uh, it's I, I think he's the best Australian batsman since Bradman, and that's with all due, true respect to Ricky Ponting. There was a little bit of chat mm. in our groupie mm. uh, this yeah, week, week as to how, you know, he, he actually ranks in, in the yeah. all-time greats for Australian bats. Uh, and as it stands, I had him at three mm. uh, with, with Bradman and, and Ponting ahead of him. Uh, only... Due to the longevity of of Punter's career and the amount of runs and hundreds, I, I feel if Smudger plays another two or three years at the standard that he's at, he'll get there. I think it will be unanimous yeah. that, that he, 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 he was the best since Bradman. Or exactly, he's the he, best he, since Bradman. He, he might not be there yet, but well, if he keeps his trajectory, he will be. It's pretty which, incredible, which is great for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australian yeah. Uh, cricket fans. But, Indeed. Uh, he's over 9,000. <laughs> thought you might appreciate that. Yes. Uh, he's, he's in the 9,000 runs club. Uh, so there's currently only a couple of blokes. They're both South Africans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Peterson's mates, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Graham Smith and Hashim Amla. So they're on 9,200 odds. So Smudge should pass them mm-hmm. this Ashes. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a good good chance that he actually hits the, the 10,000, the, the five figures club. Uh, at some stage in, in 2023, if he doesn't, it'll it'll most likely be uh, at the start of next year. Yes. Mm. Travis Head, mm-hmm. speaking of Trav four, Ball. Yeah, Trav Ball. Trav <laughs> Ball is better than Bass Ball, baby. 77 or 73. Good little partnership there uh, with yeah. with Smudger. Was it 48 ball 50 is in that too. So. And Joe Root, alluded to him before, gets Head, gets Green as well. Greeny's mm. pretty ordinary shot and it was – Kind of shit gets wickets kind of stuff from Joe Root yeah. there. And, and it kind of followed in the second innings. I think Green's just been a he's, – he's, of course, a young fellow, but maybe a little bit impatient, wants to try and get the game moving along, get after a bit and, um, you know, ends up playing false shots a little bit too much. Mm. But he's a young fellow and he makes up for it more than up for it with his fielding and his bowling. So Indeed. Indeed. It's interesting because in my head it's been – Cam Green is six and no one should even be in contention at the moment. But I've heard a few people sort of mm. questioning uh, his, his spot in the in the side in the last week. Well, for, for, for mine, I, I couldn't think of a better Are you really going to switch him out for the Bison? Because he's in the squad and he's the, the, the direct replacement, as you will, but I don't think you'd make that change. Love Mitch Marsh. Big fan of Mitch Marsh. Love mm. the Bison. Love what he does in white ball cricket. Mitch Marsh is there for a Cam Green injury, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, mm. he, he just doesn't bowl as quick. I think I think Green is just overall a better bowler um, uh, than the Bison is, as a comparison. And he's just great in the field. Like, yeah, at some points in this game, they had um, him sort of gully, but he's covering like three different slips positions because he's so big and his bloody wingspan. Long boys, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he does such a good job there for him. So, um, yeah, I don't think you drop him. You you. you let him play, get used to playing more with head and carry him when they come in and he'll learn from those guys and he'll get better over time with batting. He's only, what, 23, 22? 23 maybe. Yeah, like he's got another decade worth of cricket in front of him. So he's, 24. He's got, yeah, still, he's still got yep. over a decade of cricket still in front of him and he'll, he'll um, uh, get better over time. Agreed. Yeah. I, yeah, I think questioning his spot at this stage is uh, is is a bit silly. Mm. I think we're lucky though that we've got 
great top order and great bowlers. So we don't really need to rely on him too much at in pivotal points of the game. Yeah. yeah. So and you can just have him in the squad, just learn, yeah. take a couple of years to And the guys that batted around him, like we just mentioned, Head and Kerry, yeah. those guys have been the ones that come in and when we needed to and they've done a job. And yeah. um, Green can just, you know, play play what he wants to play and play around that. Yeah, there hasn't been to learn. There hasn't been his apprenticeship. too many times where he's come in and it's been the weight of the world on his shoulders no. to, to save, the, save the game. Uh, although the, the, that ton in India was, was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um Agreed. I think we're all on the same page there. Let's let's roll into day two. So uh, Australia resumed. Uh, Smudger was on eighty six. Kerry fourteen. Yep. The nineties were a little bit nervous. I thought <laughs> for, for Smudger, uh, he had that sort of uh, one on his toes, which he he bump balled it over uh, Zach Crawley. That went for four. He sort of played one through third slip and and gully for four, and uh, ends up with his thirty second uh, test ton. That yep. goes equal. With uh, with Tugger, Steve War, and he's really only a matter of time to go into the top ten of all time. He's he's the kind of bloke that yeah he gets out and he's made 110 at Lords yeah, and he still kind of looks disappointed to to get out. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he'd be one of those guys that if he got out from you know the other team bettering Being him better, yeah. and then instead of his mistake where he's, like, he's played at something he knows he probably should have, mm. shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I feel Smudge is. But he, he's so good. Um, and I guess give give Tong a little bit of credit. I, I think he's looked so much more dangerous than some of the other yeah. bowlers in yep. the English squad. He's just – he's there, um, say, Stark equivalent at the moment. Like he's the one that's only really looked dangerous um, when he's come on the bowl. Uh, English selectors mm. definitely can give themselves a pat on the back. Uh, mm. It's gone for it's the stark uh, comparison is interesting because it goes for a few runs as yes. well, but then also some of the balls, you it's know, unplayable. <laughs> exactly, yeah, unplayable. And you're like, oh well, you know, if you if you go for a few boundaries because you're a little bit quicker, then you, you take you take some of that. Yeah, uh, which, which is kind of where it. we're at at the moment because um, uh, this game's actually moving along a little bit. These guys, yeah, scoring a few runs, <laughs> getting a partnership. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> slight nerves. It's okay. Yeah. No panic. It's just just a couple of boundaries. That's yes. all it is. Warming we'll keep an eye on it. They're ticking it, ticking it over. Yeah, I, this this is the big partnership for me. I thought last night, what we thought we had broken it was a big a big moment. But well, we all have fucking PTSD from Ben yeah. Stokes and Headingley yeah. four years ago. So I think I'll, we'll all feel a lot more comfortable if if Stokes goes. Obviously, you want both of these both, guys, yeah. both of these we guys, and Bearstow. Yeah. yeah. Well, ultimately, what we want to do is bowl them all out for less runs than what we scored. Exactly. That's that's what we're after. We'll win the desk. That's the aim of the game. Yeah. Right? That, that that's it. Thanks, John Madden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, for me, the one that I've really you know got nightmares about is is Ben Stokes. Yeah. Mm. Break this partnership, and uh, I'll, I'll be a bit more comfortable because at the moment, oh, it's a good save. Building. Um, yeah. In in the worried category at the moment, still two hundred plus runs from the squid yet, but yeah, we're still on top. Still not top. Uh, where were we? Into the tail for the Oz innings. Not too much to talk about. Come on. He's looked pretty good with the bat. 22, mm-hmm. not for him. Did a solid job and to win that first test match as well. Indeed, indeed. That, yeah. Well, we haven't really spoken about. Yeah, mm. so Come so, uh, on and Lyon uh, there with a with a brilliant partnership to win uh, the, the first test. Um, Root getting 175 catches as well mm. with the Hazelwood dismissal. So that's the most ever for an Englishman. All right, into England's first innings. Uh, Basball was expected and Basball we got. They actually – they looked pretty good playing the old Basball early on with uh, Mm -hmm. Crawley making 48, runner ball 48. Um, 
and and pretty good dismissal there from from Gaz just sending it down leg stump and good glove work there from from, oh, from Carey. So He's been so good, hasn't he? Uh, Pope made a reasonably quick 42. Um, and Ben Duckett, he's, he's looking okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, couldn't uh, get to the triple figures. 98, uh, hook shot um, and uh, gets caught by Warner in the deep there. Tempted, Tara, tempted them with the short stuff. Yeah, and that was the story of this innings. And the next one really was, was all the short stuff. Uh, an unusual you know, English deck in that not a lot of lateral movement but a bit of bounce. So it's sort of played yeah. maybe into our hands. Yes. You know, that's that's kind of like the decks that we prepare yeah. down here. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Uh, Root, he's human. He made 10. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got caught behind off a noe on, mm-hmm. uh, on one but it didn't cost us. Uh, when I watched mm. that happen on the highlights, uh, I was sleeping when it when it did happen. But on the highlights, I thought, "Oh no, mm. oh no, here we go!" And then <laughs> oh, oh, he goes out two minutes later, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's better." Uh, and that that w- rolled us into into day three. They got some. Mm. So the end of that for that last session in that day, mm. um, they were getting good runs. They they, was, they was, put on one hundred and twenty, didn't they, in that that last session? So. Um, they were doing quite well. They um, were – like the test was evenly balanced yeah. at Stumps on day two. Exactly. Yeah. But then roll into day three, second ball, Stokes gone. And Morale high. Yeah. Different story. And then they just ran through the English. And the, the it just started the dominoes really. Yeah. Brooke the only sort of person to give a little bit of resistance. But again, mm. he makes 50 mm. and he, he plays the baseball good T20 shot, backing away, trying to do – like Smith can – Sort of get away with those kind of shots mm. sometimes, um, but it was, Stark's just way too quick for him. He got high up on the bat and it goes mm. straight up in the air and down Camo's throat. And mm-hmm. after he goes, it was the rest didn't offer much resistance, did they? Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Travis Head gets a couple. How good's mm-hmm. that? Uh, the the big thing I suppose that we need to talk about it here yes. is yeah. the, is the Nathan Lyon injury. Now that, that actually occurred on day two. Uh, I suppose at the time we didn't really realise how bad it was going to be. He did uh, have the calf strain and, and left the field and you kind of, you know, you're wondering and then – Showed up on crutches in the morning. Yeah, you're that, like, that's, oh, fuck that's never a good look. Uh, you know, physios on, on – Yeah, following him around on everywhere. So, and on social media, starting to comment within 24 hours, like yeah. this looks like a bad calf injury. Not yeah. like could, one could be that, three to eight weeks kind of, you know. Exactly. And they're, they're – as we've seen with Latrell Mitchell, mm-hmm. for any rugby league fans out there, that these can really linger, and and you hope it's not, but it could be a series-ending injury for for the goat. Yeah, well, he, he definitely won't play in the next game because it's only starts three days after this one, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so at the end of this week. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe for the fifth, some miracle. Gaz comes back. I'm a bit disappointed because this is his 100th test. 100th test. And he's only five weeks yep. away from four, 500. Four, I think, yeah. Four, yeah. 4.96. And yep. all the rhetoric had been, oh, it's unbelievable. A bowler's played 100 mm. consecutive tests and mm. the longevity and the durability and all mm. of that. And then yeah, the curse. It's just ba- – it's the yeah. curse, isn't it? We know about the curse. I've only been in this game, the, the podcasting game, for two years. But the curse is real. <laughs> yes. The curse is real. That is, that is for sure. Uh, but it, it sort of opens up the series a lot in, mm-hmm. you know, we're speaking mm-hmm. about how England don't have a world-class spinner. There goes ours and it's yeah. probably going to depend on the on the deck that gets prepared for, for the third test. Exactly. But if it's anything like this, you'd probably want a spinner and Todd Murphy's probably going, well, okay, maybe it's yeah. my, my time. I'm the, the apprentice. So yeah, yeah, the apprentice. This is, this is um, yeah. it's, it's Harry Potter's time to shine here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> he looks like Harry Potter. I get it. So, no, yeah. I'm trying to think of an analogy. You know, someone getting maybe Dumbledore's well, down, and Harry Potter's got to go up there. Anyways, give me Lord of the Rings, and I'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> but but it could be that, or it could be Scott Boland comes in. Yeah, exactly. Comes in, and we quicks. go the four quicks, and and, and, and Travis, Travis Head. head Travis yeah. Head is our, is our front yeah, line spinner with a maybe a bit of Marnus and Smith thrown in if need be. So mm. yeah, it's will be an interesting team selection, and even um, if, if they do pick Todd Murphy, do they then rest one of the guys? No, noting of course they have had to bowl. Uh, a lot less than the English guys have. Did mm. the English make wholesale sort of selections in the, you know, changes, sorry, in their selections for their bowlers? I think Jimmy and Broad probably are safe, but, you know, um, Ollie Robinson is the pie man himself. Uh, will he get rested? <laughs> he bowls pies, he eats pies, uh, he <laughs> gives blokes send-offs on 140. Yeah. Because we haven't spoken about that. Uh, he's That's starting right. to become the villain, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, well, Broad's yeah. obviously taking a back seat and Ollie mm. Robson's decided to take over. So Yeah, it's like yeah. there's there's just wanker one and wanker two, in, <laughs> in my opinion. Unbiased, unbiased Australian fan. Uh, you know, Australians have never sledged anyone yeah, or said anything true. untoward on a cricket field, that's for sure. Of course not. Oh. It, it's it's just a, lo- it's a lot of chirp from a bloke that bowls what first graders in Canberra bowl. Uh, I, I loved how – I loved the, the, <laughs> the, the rhetoric around – no, we lost the test match, but it was so excellent. It was such a great test match. Right, we feel like we won. We feel like we won, yeah. even though we lost. <laughs> it's 2023, bro. It's yeah. Whatever you feel, that's that's what it is. It's exactly. that positive mindset. Yeah, yeah that, that's what you guys feel week in, week out with the Dragons. It's like we lost, but I, we won. I feel like this is an elite podcast. We win every week. Yeah. <laughs> we win the Dragons in a sec. Black goes for fucking 14 teams and then my left hit. <laughs> Sorry, it's three. It's three. It's three. Uh, anyways, where do we get to? Australia. 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 Now, yes. Australia. Australia comes in. Australia comes in. Uh, game, you know, obviously advantage Australia given mm-hmm. that, that head. Uh, um, capitulation from, from the Poms. Yep. Uh, but had the had the Poms got a few early wickets, uh, it could have been game on. Um, Warner goes for 25. Uh, LP... W reviews haven't been England's strong point in this test mm-hmm. as well. If, if it comes no. down to something, it could be that. It could be a certain catch that we'll talk about yep. uh, in a second. Yeah. Uh, but Warner goes for 25. Labashane for 30. Um, also a, a review that didn't go in the Poms' favour in that one. And the day uh, finishing in rain rolls us into day four. It's a bit unfortunate, I thought. Like, at that point, I think the Australians were well on top and could have really pushed a big score. That's got to be up. Uh, down leg, I reckon. Looks like him on the toe. Like. <laughs> a bit of running commentary here. Stark to Stoke. Stark to Stoke. It's a big wicket. DRS timer. Live, I thought this was going down leg. Um, I think it hits him on the front, the the the, the toes, like on the front of the boots. So I, I think, think it, it looks. I think, I think it does, but I think it's going down leg. I don't. I don't they're, not gonna, reviews. they're not going to review it. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Oh, into day four. Plenty of, of short stuff. No, that's not hitting a fourth stump, I don't think. It's swinging away. And Kawaja continues that uh, excellent run of form. He don't give a fuck. And he (laughs) just plays traditional test cricket he's not worried about. Baz Ball. Plays his game. Scoring it, you know, striking it at 90. Scores 77. Jimmy Anderson, he missed uh, two catches yesterday. Mm, uh, And and that one 
Uh, could have been been a big uh, opportunity for the Poms. Uh, Smudger was looking pretty dangerous uh, and then sort of got out in a way that's a bit un- unlike him, pulling the short ball, mm. uh, gets mm. caught in the deep. Head failed for, for once. Uh, that catch from Jay Root was, was very, very good. He yeah. got three at short leg mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Uh, and then Green and Carey, they went out and they only made 39 runs between the two of them. But this is where – over an hour. Th- that's what mm-hmm. I think the difference is between these two mindsets, these two approaches to cricket. The Baz ball, this new school, scorers runs as fast as we can – it's got this negative effect on the bowlers that we we're talking about pre-show. In that, oh fuck, you guys are just going to go out and do your work in half the time, and we've got to go out yep. there and and continue to to toil and and bowl. And yeah. we've gone with four quicks and the over rates being slow and all of that. And the, they just went out there and we're in a bit of trouble. And it has been at times, you know, when we've rolled over mm. in India, reverse sweeps come yeah, to yeah, mind. Yes. And they just went out there and made made gritty scores and and kept mm. kept uh, you know their bowlers working and and look no one 18s and 21s no one's going to write home about them but 39 runs can be the difference in a test match so yeah. to, to me it kind of looked well like, done boys it looked it looked to me like two counter punches um, facing off against each other waiting for the other one to engage first. Mm. You know, they were, they were happy just to bowl short stuff, waste away the day. You know, they weren't really leaking any runs, so they weren't really, you know, not significant runs at the time. So it wasn't getting out too far out of hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were happy just to, to wait and hopefully Australia's, you know, Australians made poor decisions. Uh, and a couple of them did, you know, Cam Green, I think, you know, being one of the main ones. Um, but on the other side, the Australians were happy just to duck under everything, just wait and wait, find one loose one, put it away for a couple and then – you know, play like that, keep the score, you know, the, the scoreboard ticking over ever so slightly. Mm. Um, and I think 370 as a lead was uh, more than enough at that point. Um, and they're happy to, you know, their tail end to throw it around a little bit and get a few extras and, and that was all she wrote. Speaking of the tail enders, mm. the, the courage. Yes. The braveness of Nathan Lyon going out there, he could barely walk. It had actually been his full. He had to hop to go had to down, hop down the there, and because it's so far from the the sheds down to uh, the middle uh, there at Lords, he was in his full kit, helmet, and everything, mm. w- waiting whilst Hazelwood was out there in the long room with all yeah. all the old toffs in there, their red and yellow, and and the rest of it. And uh, you can imagine what what would be being said in there. Probably not a lot of sledging, but definitely a bit of chatter and, yeah. and head noise and, and yeah, the rest yeah. of it. And he goes out there and, uh, yeah, he, he could barely walk. I think, I He's think, on one leg. Oh, well, I think it was Athers who said, because he hit a four, and he said, Nathan Lyon on one leg has just pulled broad for four. <laughs> and uh, at the home of cricket, there was a, a very loud and distinct Gary uh, chant getting getting shouted. So it was good mm. to see. Uh, it also enabled Starkey to score a few more. Yep. Uh, and I think there was a 15-run partnership there for the 10th yes. wicket. So 15 mm. runs, you know, again – much the same as the as the Kerry and Green discussion, uh, nothing to write home about in the in the uh, annals of history, but test matches have been decided for less. Yeah, kept it ticking over. Well, they're in a good position. They just need to. I would have. You know, my hope was pushing for four hundred. You know, you get as kind of really puts it completely out of hands for the English. You know, three seventy is on a very good day doable, but uh, you know, losing four last night really should mean that they can't win this test match, but. 
Yeah, weirder things happened. Um, yeah, that, they can win it. It's it's yeah. like you say, it's it's unlikely, and and they're definitely getting off to a good start here. Uh, Crawley, Crawley's dismissal is good catch. As yep. Shit shit gets wickets uh, kind of stuff from <laughs> from Stark. Rocks or diamonds, you know, probably the best and and worst bo- uh, wicket dismissals in the in the Test match. Speaking of one of the best, that uh, that one to Pope, my goodness, like. Absolutely. Late in swinger, unplayable. That's why he's there. Um, he's, he's And today he's been swinging it both ways, in and out. Mm. Um, he looks like an absolute handful at the moment. We just Hopefully he can get a result uh, not too in the not too distant future. Now, we mentioned Pope before. Yeah, he, he did sort of fall on his uh, on his shoulder when they mm. were in the field in their first innings. I don't know if it's having a, an effect on him. Uh, well, those it, ace, it's most likely if he did mm. hurt something would be an AC injury. Yeah. I don't think it's anything serious by the way that he's, well, he's he, responded. He, he did field. Uh, so when they came out on the fielding for the Australians' second innings, he uh, did not, th- you know, throw the ball back in with that arm. Mm. So he would do underarms with his left arm. Yeah. Um, he did fall on it a couple times and, you know, jarred it and you could see he's definitely in pain. Um, it didn't seem to affect his batting too much, but uh, whether that was, um, you know, it's not maybe his, his strong arm, like he was compensating and could cover it off a little bit, who knows. But it, it definitely looked like it was hindering him. Yeah. Uh, but as a, you know, as a batter and probably not putting him on the rope, so he has to throw in deep ones, they were, um, they can maybe hide him. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a tough question because there was definitely chances um, where Warner was dropping the ball like at him. Uh, knowing he was the fielder and then seeing like what arm is he picking it up at, mm. and instead of getting two, they were getting threes. Yeah, um, just because they were attacking him in the Warner's field. So, so quick between the wickets, as, exactly. As it is. So um, yeah, uh, if there's a weakness there, <gasps> they'll find it. Ooh, had a little fish. Had a fish. Gary dropping one. Interesting. Don't know. Don't no, think there was no, any edge. No bad on that. Root two two innings and uh, and two uh, scores that aren't that big. Come mm-hmm. uh, on. Both those balls to, to Root and Brook, uh, very, very uh, sexy bowling. The one to Brook in particular, top of off kind of stuff. He'd been hit for four of the ball before. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, talking of, you know, blokes as well that starting to grind a few gears. He, he's a very talented player, mm. Harry Brook. There's no doubt about that. You know, we spoke uh, in it's the a IPL. Young that doesn't know any better. Well, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't, he, doesn't he? But he's uh, he certainly doesn't mind uh, backing up. Uh, you know, it, he, he like he likes to talk about things as well, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, and it's quite interesting because of the age of this squad, he could be one of the rare few that'll be back for the next Ashes in England. So, so, th- so, so this is your your thinking: four mm. years time, the yep. next Ashes in England. Obviously, Anderson and Broad aren't going to be there. Stokes is thirty-two or thirty-three. Yeah. Like Roots, in yeah, yeah, there are heaps yeah. of them in their mid, like early thirties. Like they're thirty-two, yeah. thirty-three. Mm. For four years, like are they going to have a whole team of thirty-seven-year-olds? No, I feel yeah. It could be what I'm getting at is it could be a very different team come uh, another Ashes in England in four years' time. Yeah, and it, it, it will be. I don't think it'll be a complete. Mm. You know, I don't think the eleven will be different. Oh yeah, but maybe nine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, Pope's kind of been anointed as their yeah. possible next captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Brooks, a young fellow. He'll, Bro- yeah, he'll Bro- be around Brooke, there. you'd imagine, will be there. Crawley seems to be showing a bit. Duckett mm-hmm. seems to be showing a bit. Mm-hmm. That's been their big problem is, is finding like openers. openers. That, yes. that, that can go a bit. Mm-hmm. But I, de- I definitely see where you're coming from as well in that uh, uh, they are an ageing team mm-hmm. and 
and there's going to be a lot of turnover. That's Do you have ages sure. there, Jimmy? You could say something very similar for the Aussie team as well, though. Well, yeah, that's true. true. It's true. just the other way. It's a. It's yeah. our our sticks will will all be gone. It's Warner yeah. and Kawaja yeah. aren't going to be yeah. there in four years' time. No, definitely not. Um, Nathan Lyon's probably not going to be there in four years' time. No. no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crawley's twenty five. Uh, Tong is twenty five. Uh, who else have we got there? Duckett's twenty eight. Nearly twenty nine. Still waiting for his grad spurt. <laughs> 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 he's so short, but uh, even Crawley so far. Well, he's he's five foot seven, which yeah. is actually only just under what average would be. Yeah, but given it, and they don't place. But him that's not well. what you tell the misses. <laughs> <laughs> just under average, baby. It's just under. That means I'm just over average. Oh, <laughs> we're still talking about height. <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> oh, Ben Duckett. Yeah. yeah, they don't do him any favours. Then they sandwich in yeah. between yeah. Zach Crawley, who's the tallest <laughs> opener probably since Matthew Hayden, probably taller. Yes, and uh, definitely no better. Um, and one of the I think it was Anderson abroad. They, yeah. they did him no favours. But what mm. what I'm trying to get at is he's actually not that short. He just yeah. Does, does look quite yeah. small. Anyways, that was long-winded. Uh, oh, that one's even better. Come on, that's got to be. Oh, another big LBW shout. Yeah. Oh, he's All right, and Stokes yes. has gone the review straight away. So he says he hit it. Apologies if you are listening during Smashed the week. Smashed it. We're Smashed about to find out. So they've gone upstairs <laughs> and carries. Stark has He's hit him hard on Stokes. the foot though. He'll be on the foot. Was he reckon is it going down again? It was, it's swinging back in though. So We're about to find out. We're about to find out. We this is a big moment. Actually, no, let's just keep commentating, if you will, because the mm. next thing that we need to talk about from yesterday was what the start well, catch. Let's, uh, this is on the toes. Oh, this is hitting. If he doesn't hit this with the bat, this is hitting. If there's no bat, I reckon that's – Oh, he's smashing it. He And he knew. Oh, oh. well. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Don't need to check. <laughs> he, he smashed it. He smashed that. Because that was plum otherwise. Yeah. Oh, well, back to the drawing board. He and that's he thought that, about it. Well, that was that cheeky yeah. smile as well. He he knew that that he had bat on that. But this is the second time that's stuck. He's gotten yeah. very close. There's a um, bit of fuller length there. You know, he's definitely hurt him there too. Yeah, they they wouldn't feel nice uh, right on the bottom I can't of the pack. <laughs> Against Mitch Stark. Top of the ankle. Now, now, boys, maybe the biggest – well, definitely the most the most contentious talking point from the whole yeah. test match. Mm. Mitchell Stark catches Ben Duckett right at the end of day's play mm. yesterday <laughs> at fine leg. Um, Duckett trying to play a shot to third man, how he actually got it to Mitch Stark yeah. in the first place uh, bewilders me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our thoughts here? Is this out or is this not out? Oh, I think it's a catch every day of the week. But mm. I, I, you know, I guess they, I've mm. understand the explanation where they've they've gone to and the rules, blah blah. Yeah, you're going letter of the law but, versus your feeling. You got the law up. I, I do like have the law up. I, yeah. I was trying to yeah. uh, decipher it myself today. Yeah. But then I, uh, you know, if if Cam Green's catch against India in the W uh, the World um, uh, Test Championship, mm. if that's a catch, then what what Stark did was even more of a catch than that. So uh, yeah, that, that's why I, I think you can't can't kind of I. I I feel like one was more clearly uh, less controversial to make a decision of that looks like a catch to me versus the other one, which is, you know, was more 50-50. That's the way I felt about it. It's hard because it's the by the letter of the law, it's not a catch. The, yeah. the ball touches the ground. Yeah. It's, having having said that. Yeah, if he'd rotated his hand just slightly and if it's hand before ball, 
you know, yeah. under the ball. Then, it, then there's the no, and there's no question. And a lot of guys will do that, uh, yeah. but the danger is that the ball then squirts out yeah. and then yeah. that, they say that it's not a catch. Uh, I, I suppose uh, the way that we watched watch this live um, and as as Aussies that may have a horse in the race, maybe don't, <laughs> it feels like a catch because there's control. He has control. You see guys yeah. that take a, a catch at point, it's been smoked at him and they've taken it and they've celebrated and the ball goes in yeah. and leaves their hands yeah, up. quicker than what's happened there with Mitchell Stark. Yeah. For yeah. him to get to the ground. I, yeah. I feel like he's caught it. He's done a football move and put his, arm, move. <laughs> putting his arms out. <laughs> uh, like, he's like, hurdled the safety. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's, he's, he's done a, you know, a decision. Like he's moved his hands out to brace himself so he doesn't have to use his face to stop himself from falling over. Oh, you've got to yeah. do, I think. Yeah, because if he tucks the arm. there to. Yeah, to protect himself. But you can see that like he puts out. his hands out. He's still holding the ball. Like the ball's clearly not touching the ground and he's holding it. And then it hits the ground and then, of course, it slides along. Like the, in no point is there any separation or movement or daylight. That's tricky, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's true. Like, yeah. like I can see if it was on the fingertips and you can kind of see like there's maybe a bit of light there and then it, yeah. it hits the ground and gets pushed back in the palm. And then yes. it, But there's none of that. Like it, yeah. you can see it's clearly in his hand. He turns it over, he puts his hands out to brace himself and slide along the grass. Well, so he doesn't have to use his face. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's it. That's why the rules are written as they are is because yeah. you don't, they want to eliminate using the ground to say you've caught the ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which has, um, has assisted him in, the, in this instance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could s- see a similar sort of um, theory around like, again, with boundaries, like you need to – if your body touches the boundary while you've caught the ball, then it's a boundary. Like yeah. it's that control of the body. And that's why in the laws there so much um, has to do with, with the yeah. boundary and the rope and, yeah, yeah. and the laws around that. Mm. Maybe they need to. Maybe the laws need to be looked at, and you know, you kind of said it in jest about a, a football mm, move, yeah, yeah. which we're, we're referring to American Good football point, yeah. there. But maybe it needs to be if you maintain maintain possession, if you will, yeah. of the yeah. ball and take two steps, and then mm. need to need to yeah. go well, down. That's he, a catch. To me, he's clearly done something else with the ball, with it not moving out. Like he's not juggling. He's he's got the ball. He's caught it in the hand. He's turned yeah. it over. Like there's there's no like. Uh, Anywhere though, like that ball looked like it was getting dropped or moved or rotated, like there was there's absolutely nothing. If there was questions in any of that, I, I'm more than happy for you to say, yeah, that's that's not a catch. But to me, like there's none of that. I I agree with you in that I feel from the cricket that I've watched in my thirty exactly years, to me it doesn't it, feel like it cricket. feels like a catch. But then on looking at the law. And, yeah, I can see why they and, and, the listen, and listening to some of the explanations, yeah, yeah. I, I can see why they would have thought not out. Yeah, but we don't mm. need more rugby league bullshit in other sports. <laughs> no, we don't. In fact, <laughs> the, the less complicated, the better. Yes. Uh, there was there was some strong reactions. Glenn McGrath being one of them. Yeah, he uh, was on commentary for I think one of the radio uh, BBC. So he, he was on commentary for BBC and said that at the time. Biggest load of rubbish I've seen. It's a disgrace. He's got that under control. I'm sorry. That's a disgrace. I've seen everything, etc. Punter also quite scathing mm-hmm. in uh, in the way that he uh, covered it for for uh, Channel Nine. Um, it's an interesting one. Let us know in mm-hmm. the comments what what do you think? Uh, is that a catch? Is that not a catch? Yeah. Ozzy's always cheating. <laughs> Did he j- have a bit of sandpaper in there to make sure that the ball stuck on his hand before it? Yeah, check him for sticking. 
I mean, also within the rules, it says the ball is held in the hand or hands of the fielder, even if the hand holding the ball is touching the ground. So Real? Oh. you can interpret it one way or the other as and well. And can you just let the listeners know in uh, how many bylaws are there for uh, a catch? Does it go one, two? So there's 32, one, 32, two, and then there's 32, two, one, two, three, four, five. So there's seven parts of the law for yep. just a catch. I was reading it today and I think it made me more confused. Than <laughs> <laughs> and I think Triscothic said that as well, mm. who's their, their batting coach yeah. and was saying, well, I they don't think we know. we yeah. even really know the the rules and the ins and the outs of it. Mm. Um, a lot of it goes off feel and and yeah. it mm. did feel like a catch but maybe letter of, the, letter of the law, not a catch. Let's hope it doesn't decide a test match. Yeah, it's uh, mm. looking a bit dire at the moment. As Stokes hits another four. Need he's, one here. What, what's he on? Is he on 40 something? 40 he's getting close to his 50. 46. 46. Uh, See how this unfolds. Uh, that's, that's our 100, that's it 100 for the partnership test? for those two as well. Which, oh, just uh, the Poms mm. pick four quicks, uh, overrate very slow. Mm. Maybe may playing for free if the World Test Championship's ever, you know, something to go off. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, can you check for me for the Australians' second innings? Did they reach 80 overs? Just as a, another little tidbit. 101 faced. Yep. faced 101. Overs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. so far in every innings, Australia has faced over 80 overs and their pommies have faced under. Oh. So, mm-hmm. you know, again. First inning was 76. Yeah, to go to go to that, that theory of, yes, they get out a lot quicker um, and then have to bowl a lot longer. So, mm-hmm. um, Yes. Broad bowled 25 overs and 23 in the first innings. They've been doing to- long spells. Total of 48 they've been, they've been and like- Anderson's bowled 39. So it's a lot of overs for, for old bodies. Mm-hmm. Another big test coming up in a couple of days. Indeed. Speaking of big tests, the one and only for the girls, uh, the Aussies get the win there. Uh, they haven't lost a game in this uh, Women's Ashes series. Uh, which consists mostly of white ball cricket. They don't get heaps of, of white ball cricket, the of red ball cricket, I should yeah. say, the, the girls. Uh, and tell you what, runs are plenty in, in this one. The uh, Aussie girls went out and made 473. Uh, Elise Perry, poor thing, 99. <laughs> uh, Shane Shane Warren says, says hi. Um, Mitch Stark says hi as well, also mm-hmm. 99 club. Um, at least, at least Perry's has got tons, and Ash Gardner. Um, oh, sorry, uh, Ash Gardner made runs, but Annabelle Sutherland making a few there. And then uh, you got to give a bit of credit to Tammy Beaumont. Uh, Two hundred and eight runs, uh, the fifth highest in women's Test cricket history. Uh, so, uh, Rolton, she's she's English. Um, no, Rolton's Aussie. Perry above her, and then the highest ever uh, is Kieran uh, Borlich. I hope I'm saying that right. Borlich uh, with 242. So a pretty unbelievable uh, um, effort there from her. Uh, mm-hmm. But then unbelievable efforts. Uh, Ash Gardner, take a bow, 4 for 99 in the first, 8 for 66 in the second innings, uh, getting the girls <laughs> home. Uh, 12 wickets in the test match. Ash Gardner didn't go the best in the IPL uh, given the big contract that she got, but good to see her out there uh, taking some polls for the Aussie girls. I think that was the mm. first uh, win, uh, um, so first result in women's test cricket in eight years. 
So, but they, I think in that time frame, they've only played eight tests. They don't play much, no. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but yeah, it's they that women's cricket is a growing sport as well. So, how, how do you mean first result? Uh, they've been draws. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yes. Weather? I imagine a lot of them are in England. Yeah, well, a lot of them were Australia versus England, so yeah, but there'd been a lot of draws. But it was the first result in eight years since 20 – well, that's 10 years. 20, no, 2013 was the last win. Um, so then they – since then, um, they played eight years worth of test matches and really? the first time they had a result, yeah. Mark's chasing that up. yeah. It was a Channel 9 graphic, so if they're wrong, uh, blame them. <laughs> yeah, they, they also said the Dragons lost 74-0 to the Cowboys last night. I was like, hey, <laughs> we suck, but that wasn't us. Yes. <laughs> uh, World Cup qualifiers also on at the moment for mm-hmm. uh, the last two remaining spots in the white ball tournament that's going to occur in a few months' time. Big news. The Windy's gone. Yep. Mm. Is this officially the death of West Indies cricket? We've spoken about the, the entirety of this podcast for a couple of years. Well, if they can't make the, the, the white ball tournaments, yes. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. That's and I thought, oh, oh, it's the West Indies, you know, maybe they didn't go with their strongest side. Uh, that tends to happen, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Uh, Puran was there. Holder was there. Joseph was there. Uh, Kyle Myers was there. They, they just got... They've got beat three times. Yep. It's not just been the one time they they've lost to to like they lost to Scotland. They lost yep. to the Netherlands. Yep. They're done. They're yep. done. They won't be at the World Cup. And yeah, the, if if the hopefully it's the King of the Bum they maybe need. Well, I don't. I don't think so. I think this is this is the slow death of the West Indian cricket. Yeah. Do you think they split it up? Nah. What make it individual countries? Maybe there's national pride that comes into it. You've got one board that looks after things, you know. Yeah, well, that, that, I think that's been the issue is, you know, there hasn't been a real drive or a clear direction from the West Indies of how to uh, deliver, you know, cricket. Um, they sing their weird cricket yeah. song at the start of yeah. games, which isn't an anthem for anything. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I, don't, I don't think that. Well, like, yeah. But then your talent pool you? gets yeah. shrunk. It's ranks, how yes. you consolidate it. Like, which, yeah. which West Indies? But, but, Jamaica would probably be the strongest. Yeah. But do you do that for the long term? So as you hit, take that pain now that maybe maybe one of those countries, nah. say Jamaica, can um, pick it up and take it in the future. I think it's just a product of of a just corruption in their in their board, but the population, but we and the allure of of the sports in America, which is just you know yeah, just as close and a, stone, a stone's throw away, and and a lot of them uh, playing. You know, basketball and, and American football, so- soccer is, yeah. is being is is growing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, a lot of it is that. But no West Indies in the World Cup. It'll it'll feel a little unusual. The teams that are most mm. likely going to be going through Sri Lanka and Zimbabwe uh, to to join the uh, eight that are already there. Uh, there is a possibility that Scotland or the Netherlands uh, could sneak in, but uh, looking a little bit unlikely at this stage. How'd you go? Yeah. Was that was that real? Uh, was that truth that yeah. Sh- Sean was talking about? Yeah. No, no results. Yeah. Eight years. So the last one was uh, Australia winning in 2015. That's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wild. There wasn't a test match for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so it's, and then it's like one a year kind of yeah. kind of gear. Yeah. Well, yeah. they didn't have a lot over none over COVID. COVID. Then they had yeah. four over the 2021-22 season. Mm. Uh, that must be final year. How they've written that. 
Or maybe – actually, no, that'll be over um, Christmas. Be seasons, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one last year and then, of course, only one so far this year. Well, well there you go. Well, Lewis, for cricket, other than our interjections as stuff <laughs> plays out over the next hour and a bit. That's Cam, it. Cam Green into the attack. I think for Starkey as well. So see how that plays out. Come on, you Aussies. Let's go. Get rid of uh, Stokes. We need a wicket. And Duck nice. too. Yeah, preferably six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Lance, let's All talk right. some rugby league. Queenslander. <laughs> Queensland convincing <laughs> winners in game two in origin. Yes, it was 10 days ago, but we haven't had a pod, so let's cover it. Uh, I, I was thinking of shouting you to a beer considering the teams you've been following this year. You probably deserve it um, with the way they've been playing. All we need is West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> if that was the case, shout me a bottle of whiskey, mate, <laughs> and go get me from a ditch tomorrow morning because uh, there, there hasn't been a whole lot to celebrate, yes, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, t- let's talk about the game. Queensland out and out the better side. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no arguments here. It it did get off to a bit of a strange start. I yep. did think those first two tries, there was a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. contentious nature about them. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the first one. Well, the Val, Val Holmes try was up first. What do you think? I thought it maybe touched Xavier Coates' fingers to start off with. Yeah. In I, the, uh, competing in the air. And then I – my eyes are definitely one-sided, but I, I didn't think it was a uh, – Proper grounding. Yeah, I think the way that it's been yeah. adjudicated this year, it probably is. Yeah, I think the NRL fucked themselves on that one. So uh, that's how they grounded the ball. Better, you see the yeah. Solomon <laughs> one. Yeah. Like the, it, the way it, that it's being ruled this year. It, yeah. Again, it's, how it's it the feels, rule. how it feels, it doesn't feel. It right. doesn't yeah. feel like a try. Yeah, yeah. So you know, from from that aspect, it's like yeah, they've kind of got themselves in this position. That's why I thought the Holmes put down was okay. Uh, and then there was, there was a one camera angle from the, the posts backwards that so showed the ball didn't touch Coates' fingers. It was about a, about two inches away from where his fingers actually were. So uh, I was clear with the no touch and then the put down was like, yeah, that's that's NRL's fault. They've fucked themselves in that one. Mm. Um, and then uh, the forward pass, yeah, that was probably a forward pass. But again, the touchy's fucking right there in line with it and doesn't call it. Um, and there was plenty of four passes they didn't call in that game uh, and that, and on both sides. And so. that's yeah. the NRL just fucking themselves with yeah. that rule. Yeah. Why can't that be ruled on by the bunker? That that gives you a better cl- – like, Well, the, ca- the problem is the camera angles don't show it correctly because it's not perpendicular. Like it's not in line with it. So, so, that, so camera so, angles show grounding correctly? Do they show yeah, a, a ball touching someone's finger true. correctly? Oh, yeah, I think they, they're, they're trying – the point is like they're trying to – it, it makes you think the ball went in a certain direction where maybe it didn't. And, and that, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that one as on. well was on the 10 metre line. So you can see behind the 10 metre line they, and they, in front of the 10 metre line. But they line. can say, Hamaso <laughs> ran at 37.6 kilometres per hour and, and give you an intensity rating on who, which team has been more intense. Yeah, but, but okay. we can't rule on if a ball went fucking forward when it went two metres forward. Yeah, but the, it's because the Anarokis fucking themselves with rules because it's probably out of the hands and went back. Backwards and floated forward, so they 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 give it to the on-field decision of the touchy and the ref, who yeah. both were there and said it was all good. So they both again, didn't give Fred Hellows a call. Yeah, it's, uh, there was plenty of worse ones than that one in the game yeah, that they let slide. The sponsorship when yeah. you need it. The, the saving grace, the saving grace was that Queensland were the better side and it didn't decide a game. Yeah. I just I 
I'm very concerned about the, the precedent that the NRL has set themselves over the last few years <laughs> in that if that decides a grand final yeah. or – We'll be it, talking it, this for years. Like he's the last pass in, in a one-all one one series uh, in State of Origin mm. and decides mm. the State of Origin. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was one of the worst ref games I'd seen. Um, well, I think both games have – Actually, this is a good point because I think New South Wales turned up thinking they were getting an NRL ref game, uh, whereas it was more ref like an international game where a lot more gets gets you know slid under the covers, a lot more mm. lets, gets let go. So, um, you know, it's, but having said that, uh, look at the error count, look at the penalties, look at the possession, look at the inside twenties. New South Wales should have scored forty points in that game. Yeah. So, the, you know, that's the other thing. They had all the opportunities and scored no points. Like that's their own fault. And and, and to Queensland's credit, they defended their line better mm-hmm. than than you'll mm. see any team defend their line. Exactly. Um, and and the Queenslander spirit, yeah, you've got to talk about it because mm-hmm. we spoke about mm-hmm. it in game one. And and does it just mean more to them? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think so. I, like, but then, I, you think of things like. Crichton, uh, again, go back to was the fastest man on the pitch, 33.8 or something. They caught, clocked him out uh, for his intercept. And then the old fella, 34-year-old DC, 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 yeah. runs him down. With, with a good 20-metre head start, but That's he runs just, him down. Yeah. And Very good angle he ran. One-on-one tackle, though, on, yeah. a, on a bigger man than him. Um, yeah. And he's, he's like, yeah, he, he said it afterwards. He's like, all I was thinking about was – Sattler, mm. I was going to make that tackle. Like, yeah. That's a brilliant effort. Yeah, that's all that's, he was thinking about. Yeah. And you can see it all up, for you as well. Yeah, all up and down the pitch. You can see the, the 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 moments, the big efforts where the Queenslanders just managed to hold on, push, you know, mm. force a New South Wales error, get them to throw it out on the sideline, get the ball mm. back, get themselves out of trouble. Um, I was, yeah, really impressed with some of that. Um, I was actually my favourite thing out of this, and I love watching Queensland play and picking up on little nuances. Um, from Billy Slater because I think Billy Slater is an excellent coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll talk coaches in a minute, but um, I, I, if anyone watches the game back, I feel like they should force a rule change because uh, of how badly they were uh, using, um, I guess, the loophole on chasing the runner down off a kick. Because mm. um, if you watch it, and I was where where DC gets the ball because DC was their primary kicker. Mm-hmm. Mm. And where the line of Queenslander defenders were where he was kicking the ball was about 30 metres apart. Yeah. He'd stand yeah. 15 yep. deep. They'd line up like on in line with the dummy half. As soon as he picks it up, they start running. Yeah. They don't care they're offside because they know DC is going to kick it. We'll stay within 10. But yep. they, they are like there ready to tackle New South Wales at that point. And I was like, wow, they're taking the absolute piss out of that rule and it yeah. is beautiful and I loved it. So. I did say that and I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up because I was like – is this legal? No, this, this is illegal. Yeah, but under <laughs> the rules, it's it's legal. Like they're onside from the play of the ball and they're in outside the 10 of the kick. Me watching that was when Jackie Moon develops the alley-oop <laughs> and they're and the <laughs> like, no, foul, no, two fouls. Like, like how are they doing this? And you're right, it's it's within the law. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's no, just played well. I love like watching some of the stuff and you, you can see where Billy's made a change and you've gone, fuck, that is brilliant. And, yeah, and it yeah. really – because they – in the first game kind of struggled getting out of their own end, trying to keep field position. They mm. dominated it with this strategy, mm. um, which really put New South Wales on the back foot, which made they had to sweat it out to get into the end. You know, a little ref help probably helped them stay down in the Queensland's end mm. um, to mm. have potential chances. But that was massive to once Queensland get the ball back to bury New South Wales in their other end and make them do the hard yards and really have to challenge it, get back at it. Like, again, um, I think uh, Brad Fittler was very much outcoached um, in the two two series and Billy Slater, you know, 
I think he's clearly shown he's not the rah-rah dude. Um, he leaves Cam Smith and JT to do that kind of work for him. Mm. Um, but he'll beat the shit out of you with X and O's. Yeah. Seen him walking around with the notepad, big thick notepad, little nerd, and he's just like he obviously loves and breathes mm. the X's and O's and um, he's going to be a real problem going forward uh, if he continues to coach for Queensland. Mm. Monks, thanks for bringing up those stats and, and you alluded yeah. to this earlier, Sean. Uh, essentially, New South Wales just had the advantage in all the metrics other than completion rate. That percentage mm. is skewed though. It was 55% for most of the game. Queensland had the ball for the last two minutes, which then mm. gave back, you know, massively gave them a swing back in their favour on the possession, but largely they had a lot less. Six yeah. less sets. That's a big one. <laughs> you know, all the metres, all the penalties. Like oh, error count, like, yeah. Same errors. Eight two think, penalty count. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come the problem, on. yeah, especially inside that 10 metres, like I, I New think South Wales – it was 40, um, attack was 41 just, or 40. They had no attack. It was 41 or 42 to 10 inside the 20 mm. in New South Wales' favour. So, yeah. you know, if you want to talk about team and whether um, uh, Moses and Luai should get another go, that's the stat that probably says uh, maybe we give Nico Hines and Cody Walker a go. Mm. Well, let's, let's talk about that now. I think Game three. I think game three. When's that team get announced? Is it dead rubber next week, next, next, week. next Sunday, uh, a week today. There has to be wholesale changes. That's the question. I think this is the perfect opportunity to blood guys in a game that doesn't really matter that much and, yep. and get some opportunity going. Yep. Now, Turbo's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Campbell mm. Graham's got a sternum injury, yep. so he's not going to be available. Yep. Uh, so, What's the, the Shark Centre's name? Talakai. Uh, yeah, I think they're thinking of recalling him. I saw. A so he played game that. three last year. Yeah. Look pretty good against the Dragons on Thursday night, I suppose. Everyone looks good against the Dragons. <laughs> I suppose most, have half a Morgan I, I suppose most would have. Uh, so, so there's a position there. Um, Some chat about Teddy, you know, uh, did they give Dylan Edwards a run? Which I think stiff. Uh, Payne Haas supposedly's got a hamstring I think concern. Payne Haas will miss apparently. Yeah, so. That's Spencer Lenu probably puts his hand up yeah. up there. Tavita Totola, mm. maybe Smokey. Uh, I, I think. And I, was, I said it before the teams were announced. I thought Kalara Matangi and Olukawatu may be a bit stiff to miss. Mm. Uh, you, if they were to come in, I don't know if, if that means dropping Hudson Young or, or changing a bench position. Yeah, it would be good if uh, Cam Murray got some game time maybe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe playing him at left centre <laughs> where, where he played for Australian schoolboys at mm. and poor Damien Cook got found out. We haven't even spoken about that. Yeah, we'll get. We'll, I guess we'll talk about that when we talk about the coach because mm. um, that's probably fit. I feel like, yes, they probably need to do something. Yeah, maybe it's your, your Nico Hines audition. Like, uh, I, th I know the Dragons them. are bad. We're Dragons fans, jokes, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Nico Hines was a magi oh. magician on Thursday night. Yeah, it's because <laughs> you guys are not in the eight. That's the problem. So. They're, they're, they're struggling <laughs> to be top, top eight yeah. teams. Yeah. And, and didn't get given the opportunity. And what that does to a, a guy's confidence when you're playing yeah. for fucking seven minutes and then in drop the him. And drop him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But if, for mine, he has to be in that, in that 17 and, and looking f forward as well to the future. Um, I I don't know if if Luai is a, a long term um, New South Wales prospect. Yeah, well, uh, here's the thing for you. What were the big moments from Luai in that game? What do you remember? <laughs> I'd rather not remember. <laughs> yeah, I think I've deleted a fair bit. He didn't play well. Moses, Moses yeah. played better. Yeah, the only thing I can remember that he did in that game was stand over 
was it Ben Hunt in the tackle? Uh, I think it's DCE. DCE, yeah. like, yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Oh, and the headbutt of Reese Walsh there. That was it. That was his <laughs> big moment in the game. Jerome Luai is a very good six when he's playing next to Nathan Cleary. Yeah. And we spoke about that and we said – He's, he's it, very good when he plays in Penrith as well. Is this a two-for-one yeah. deal? Yeah. And, and, I think and, well, that's a good point as well because Penrith, when they touched up Newcastle last, last mm-hmm. weekend yeah. with Luai and James Cogger – Playing there, yeah. he looked good. He looked good yeah. in that Penrith system. He looks good, but against Queensland, it's different. I just haven't. Yeah, I yeah. just haven't seen it. Uh, I, I did see on the socials okay. today. There, I think it was the Penrith media team uh, was just like, "Oh, do you re- a fully fit Penrith team does a beat Queensland." I was like, uh, "I think they've already beat them in the past two years in a row, anyway." So, uh, with the amount of Penrith players that play in New South Wales, um, I yeah, I, I, well, like I it's a good squad, yeah. but playing against NRL. Level talent is different than playing against, you know, yeah. the All Stars equivalent games. I think it's, where it's a question. Yes, yeah, so a, a team that plays of. in week in week out, yeah. you know, nah. hot favourites yeah. to be the the three peat winners. Yeah, this but year not not in the, the case of. I think that's the thing we sort of talked about as well. It's like, do you play your best New South Wales team or do you yes. play your best? Combi- your best play. <laughs> well, it's they sort of go down that road of. Best combination in terms of let's pick half Penrith team. Mm. No, you pick um, your best players and make them have a combination. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> that's, what that's obviously do. what Queensland does really, <laughs> yes. really well. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, Sean. I don't know. Look at the NBA. How often that's different. <laughs> it's a different sport. <laughs> different. It's a different sport. Yeah, it's a different sport. But not not always the best names on paper produces the best team. No, I, I agree to that, but. But you, you that's the whole point of the coaching. You get the coaches to teach the guys how to play well. In, ten, is, in 10 days. Yeah, well, that's what all the Queensland saying is Billy has told us exactly our roles and what we need to do and we know our game plan. Yes, and they've built it over time. Like DCE and, and Munster have played the last three or four series together. Yeah, even with Harry Grant and yeah. Hunt in there as well. Yeah, like Ben Hunt in there. And they they've play. only had Ponger and Walsh as the fullbacks. Yeah. yeah. But they've been clearly uh, you know, told what their roles are and they – it's, it's clear what they're going to do. Mm. Whereas, you know, New South Wales has gone, oh, we're, we need Penrith guys to make it happen and it hasn't worked. So, you know, it, it did one year but outside of that. Um, well, it did three years yeah. with, with essentially that, that Penrith combination. I th- don't think Luai was there for the first but Freddie yeah. has three wins as the coach and essentially with that Penrith sort of mm. spine, let's call it, with, with Tedesco. I don't know. I I don't know if I have the answers. Uh, coach going forward, you know, would you? Oh, well, do, do you want to think Tedesco's doing enough as fullback? I there's actually some feeling um, that Tedesco's cooked. Uh, like he's he hasn't like been playing. Yeah, he's been playing versus you know some rhetoric is like, hey, you should go sign a five year deal with um, Wests. <laughs> you know, big money. Go um, back. You know, you know, get get what he can while uh, before people realize that maybe he's. Um, getting on a bit, and uh, he's yeah. definitely not the same player that he was last year. Yeah. And whether he's got he's an also or something, been we don't the know best about, but. player in the world for probably the four yeah. or five years before yeah. that. Yeah. So yes, that is. true. I don't know if I completely buy into into that storytelling. Does Dylan Edwards deserve a spot in Game Three? I think that is a question for me. Yeah, great question. Um, do you have any mm. other options at fullback? Because Latrell's out, Turbo's are gone. No, I think I think Teddy should play. He's the captain. I think it'd be stiff. He should play it, and then I think as well if you're trying to fit Edwards in and blokes playing out of position, mm. I don't think for game three that Dylan Edwards should be there. I think he will play Origin football, and I think 
call your tits Panthers fans and Dylan Edwards fans <laughs> because I think he will be there at some stage. Could you ever see Tedesco move to a different position? That's that's the other thing. Could could you play Teddy in the centres for game three, mm. given that Turbo is going to be out and yeah. play Edwards at one? I think that again, it's a huge, it's a, it's a, it's a massive, Freddie. yeah, exactly. It's it's playing him, uh, and, out I, of, and out I don't think. You know, like Latrell, the great thing about Latrell and Turbo is they got size for days. They're athlete. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're big, they're, strong. Yeah, whereas, whereas Teddy's got a fullback kind of gamemanship. Like the, the only thing you'd kind of pick 40 him, IQ. Yeah, you'd be like more of a, like a six is where you'd play him at. And you're not going to do that on Origin. You know, maybe the Chooks could look at that. But, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah. But even still, you know, um, you kind of look at tri sister numbers uh, for those guys trying to transition. Uh, and he's way down the list because I remember looking at it. He's mm. not even in the top 50 at the moment. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, whereas a guy like, say, if you wanted to take Reese Walsh and make him a six, he's number two at the moment with Trices. So yeah, Trices are a bit how you going though because I think Talakai is in the top five for Trices yeah. as well. But I, I also understand the situation. Like you see what Walsh does with his ball playing and the way he picks out the long balls to the wingers and stuff like that. Like you can see that he has – you know, the potential to do that if he really mm. wants to. I think he's perfect as a fullback, leave him there. Um, but as a comparison, I just don't think Teddy's got that game set. I think he's mm. out and out a fullback, world-class fullback. Talakai's way out of the top five for just, just <laughs> <laughs> he, he was There was a stage where he was doing really well because yeah. the Sharks were just scoring a lot down that edge. But, uh, yeah, just uh, fact check, do your own research, et cetera. <laughs> so, Coach, do you want to talk, Coach? Well, it's a great question because I don't think there's – it's not like there's someone banging down the door. Yeah, well, Jimmy, did he, do you want to see if you can find the, the list, um, like find an article on the Wales coaches? Because I did one and I went through the list. Like they had names like Michael Ennis, Matthew Johns, no. Andrew Johns. No. <laughs> uh, then they had and, and, and like as, Paul McGregor and – As if – like Matty's on one of the sweetest media gigs that there yeah. is. And, you know, as a- if – Andrew Johns, I don't think he's probably got the acronym to be, be a coach and he's – if anything, he's a like for like, and, you and know, again, Brad like, Fate, like, even like media, media gig, like yeah. why would he be giving that yeah. up? Um, um, Ricky Stewart's name's been thrown in there. I, yeah. th- I think that he will be coaching the Raiders for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And and like Ricky Stewart made sense at the time because they, you know, he was uh, going up against Mal, so you know, it was the era comparison. That's fun, and that would be fun. Um, but now, like with with Ricky, you know, you think. You think of where the coaches are in origin and Billy, his era of um, that kind of era, who would be a coach from comparable era in New South Wales? Really, it's like Trent Barrett and that's about it. And that's a problem because Queensland's 10-year dominance has mm. mean there really hasn't been anyone come out of the ranks of those guys that are ready for origin coaching. Mm. Yeah, you know, from, Danny from, from, from that era, yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's really like – it's really, really tough. And like you say, do you go back to a Ricky who's maybe, you know, fo- focus more on club footy and playing a brand of footy that's not accustomed to where, you know, what, what Billy Slater is and like what can you do against him? The other name that's been thrown out is Gus Gould. Yeah, bringing Gut, well, even go further back. And <laughs> uh, he's got a harder job to do with the doggies at the moment. So I don't think you want Gus. Um, um, if Gus Gould's the coach, I'm going for Tasmania. Yeah. Uh, I think – and I'll go back to it. I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. It was almost perfect timing for Craig Bellamy, who I think unfortunately for him got fucked going up against Immortals when he was New South Wales coach, um, when he was, what, 08 to 3 to 011 or 010. Yeah, yeah um, a while ago. So I think 
he um, of all the names of guys that actually have done shit and been good, uh, he's like the only one. But he's gonna potentially retire. Having said that, maybe they do what Wayne Bennett and um, Jason, what's the rabbit's coat's name, Dimitro, did, where Wayne kind of you know, started sliding in the background. Mm. Maybe Jason Roll takes over over Origin period, and Craig Ma- Bellamy says oh, I can be New South Wales master and master and apprentice, which great storyline mm. up against Billy Slater as well as a you know former mm. former apprentice. Oh, so, that's that, that. So that to me is super that is juicy. Fucking Obi Wan and Anakin. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have the higher ground. Yeah, we're, we're the script writers. <laughs> you appreciate that. The, 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 yeah, the pen is on fire, etc. Um, yeah, that's I, I, out of all these names that have been thrown forward, and Billy Axe signed on for for next year. Yeah. And hear me out here, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when when we're talking about Tom Brady and going over to Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and achieving something without, without Belichick and, yep. and I was kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't buy it. You know, mm-hmm. guys don't think like that. Bellyache has achieved everything. Yeah. Except, except win an origin. Except <laughs> being an origin winning coach. <laughs> when you look at, at – Wayne Bennett mm. and all his accolades, and and I'm happy to call him the goat. goat yeah. The extra little bit of uh, that little cherry on the top that that Bennett has is those a few Origin wins, yeah, and across different decades as well. Like Exa- it, exactly yeah. right, dude's a genius. So does does Belly, that, that Belly also Ag- is the dumbest like thing I've ever heard of as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> a coaching director to assist. Fred Do you know who they're suggesting to be the coaching director? Gus Gold. Nope, Ryan Smith. <laughs> Oh, I haven't heard that name for a while. <laughs> exactly. He hasn't coached in a decade. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, there is Brian Smith. Yeah. It's, uh, Too many cooks. Oh, if that. Yeah, if, yeah, they, if they're yeah. going to put someone over the top of Fitler and then uh, to me, I think they just need a fresh, fresh, yeah. something fresh, new eyes. The problem is I don't think there's anyone Actually. kind of available for that yet. because right, they do, Yeah, so, yeah, we talked about the Johns Brothers uh, no, they got a rift, man. Haven't you been uh, following the mainstream ex, media recently? Ex-brothers. Ex-brothers, yeah. they don't talk to each other anymore. <laughs> They're divorced. You yeah. just have one focus on offence, one yeah. attack and one on defence. Ricky Stewart's and, there, but yeah. again, yeah. Raiders next few years. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Toovey's an interesting, interesting, interesting name. name. Interesting yeah, interesting name. name. Madge is an interesting yeah. name. Uh, Danny Pierce, Deers as I mentioned, is, is interesting. Because he's one of the few, but yeah, that's, that's the end of that list. I've seen one where had Paul McGregor on it and – um, you know, some of those guys that are, you know, kind of flamed out as NRL coaches and you're thinking, well, they really haven't done anything. Here's, so, here's the devil's advocate, you know, Freddie being the devil in, the, in this mm-hmm. uh, analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, has the bloke done so much damage that he, he can't be the coach next year? He's three and three and I'm not making mm-hmm. excuses but I'm going to a little bit. Uh, didn't have Cleary, Trell and Turbo post two minutes into this game. Yeah, but they still had all the options he could have potentially picked from. Well, let me be the devil's advocate for a <laughs> okay. second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they lose game one. It, it was reasonably well fought out and then they've got to go up to Suncorp and they get a few that go against the grain early on. They drop their mm-hmm. heads and, and they get comprehensively beaten. Is it all on Freddie for his poor coaching decisions in hindsight, you know, not having any – Anyone that can play in the in the back five when when Turbo goes down, picking well, Pangai Junior, which was a little they bit had of other a roughy. options. 
Uh, I, again, I'm being, I'm being the devil's advocate. <laughs> Playing Cook in the centers is probably the he's dumbest three, thing. He's I've three ever and seen. three. Does he, he does beat Springs? Does he have to? Does he have to say Holbrook was an interesting one? Yeah. Does he have to not be the coach next year? That's what I'm trying to get at. I think they need fresh ideas. I'd agree. Yeah. Um, and I think he's been thoroughly outcoached by Wayne and Billy. Yep. Um, so I think you know they they kind of see shown his ceiling considering the amount of talent and depth that he's got to pick from. And, and, you know, uh, I think his experiment with Penrith um, or love affair with Penrith has probably you know, done him well and also a disservice. Um, so I just think they need a clean start. But I, like I said, I don't know who that's going to be, uh, what potential options they have. I do like the, the Craig Bellamy storyline because that's just elite the television. Pe- but The Penrith thing for me, I, outside of Luai where I've said, you know, is it like a two, yeah. two for one deal, Yo should be an origin player. Yeah. Crichton's played unbelievably well given he yeah, hasn't been the front line. Still not the best centre in the comp though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Campbell Graham hasn't been available. He's, he's he made himself a, unavailable. He was available for game one and then made himself unavailable. Le- the Le- the shittest Ma- thing is – Liam Martin should be in the team yeah, on, was, on paper. Yes. The shittest thing is that Damian Cook was the first centre to play for, from south to play centre for New South Wales. Yeah, Paul Campbell Graham. <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, Frank Grimes meme, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. You. You played centre <laughs> for New South Wales. Sure, you have it. Yeah, but I think that, that's got to be sort of the nail in the coffin. I, I feel like some of his decisions he's – um, you know the game plans. There no, there really no changes after half times. Like yep. no, there's yep. nothing there. They're, 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 Murray on the bench. Nick yeah, Hines the, getting misused. The interchange yep. usages. Like I, I just don't think he's he's either overthinking it too much because Bill like, again is Billy out coaching him and picking the right things in the right moments. Mm. I just feel like a yeah, maybe he just needs a year or two off as well and mm. gives someone else to to come in there and have a have a go and you know they might struggle and he can come back and you know, three years' time and then have another go at it. But I think for now, yeah, they need new ideas and new thinking because it's obviously not working. I'd agree. I'd agree. I don't think Freddie should be the the coach in 2024 and uh, yeah. watch this space, I suppose. Yep. Monks, anything to add? Um, we're just trying to think of like if Freddie does remain as coach, is it more so because we've talked They've before no about <laughs> – um, the difference in the coaching styles between Billy and Fittler where Billy's the more analytical whereas Fittler's the guy in the locker room trying to g, g everyone up. Yeah, but Does he need that staff around him to be the analytical yeah, guy? Doesn't Does he, he fucking need... Greg Alexander to, <laughs> to suck him off every week? He needs, he needs less of a yes man and more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, does he need just a Danny Badiria so you know, guys and, that are around. Yeah, so and that, and that's, a, that's a great point, Monks, because you look at Billy and how he's he's coached alongside Cameron Smith and Jonathan Thurston. Nate Miles are in this yeah. as well. Who, like who all been, guys. Who have been the G up, who have yeah. been the, you know. Yeah. We're I'll, in that I'll dominant the mentor yeah. and, and yeah, the yeah. And, Understand and what Queensland bloke. means. And then at the end of the day, I'm the analytical guy and I make the calls around here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's a, that's another interesting thing. I just don't. I just as we've just spoken about. I don't know if we've got that guy who's got the analytical mind to take that role straight away, and then Freddie drop back into yeah. a more of a mentor or G up kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the only dude I think that's even maybe potentially available would be Bellamy. That fits that mold. Like all the others and, just. And, and if if it was to happen, Bellamy is the coach, and and Fittler in the room. Yeah, I love it. I, I love that. Mm. As, as a Blues fan, 
I just I just don't think that that it's going to be a reality uh, come. You know, it's, well, it's definitely not going to be a reality next year because <laughs> Billy Axe put pen to paper. Yeah. And then long term, I just – I don't know if that, that is an option. Mm. Uh, well, it will be interesting, his role and Jason Ryle's role going forward at that team because mm. um, if it is a year, is it very much mm. uh, like what Wayne did and he took, a, you know, very much a back seat to allow the young pup to have his go. And, yeah, maybe he's got free time on his hand to do some New South Wales stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? It's potential. Mm. Okay, um, hold on, hold on, lads. Steam's on it, so we might not be live. <laughs> oh, oh, are we on a delay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only thirty seconds. Thanks to Steam. There we go. Um, I was officially getting worried. Um, me too. There goes. I thought you were talking about the um the pod. Body for a second. No, no, no. no. Th- thanks, Steam, uh, for, for <laughs> the the insights. The short ball, hey. Well, it hadn't been working. They've been putting it away. Um, Duckett again, moving closer and closer to a ton. But yeah, got one that he tried playing out, and oh. he's just tickled that through. To a great catch for. Kerry. If only Full he'd extension. been two inches taller, that would have been yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. Poor fella. That's a huge breakthrough for us. I told mm. you, blokes. Uh, yeah, I was still playing <laughs> footy, early thirties here. Uh, mm. I called someone Frodo on the on the field last <laughs> week, and he, he said, "Who the fuck is Frodo?" <laughs> and I thought, "Geez, I." Might need to hang him up. Uh. There goes Ben Duckett, 83. Uh, Pretty good uh, test match from Ben Duckett. Mm -hmm. Hasn't reached Mm -hmm. the elusive 100 in in either innings. Is that 170? Look, coming into this test match, we or into the series, I should say, we've said England's gaping hole and has been for for years is is finding that opening combination. So definitely not doing himself any any harm in uh, in longer-term selection. So, Johnny Barstool? Barstool? Barstool. King of the Barstool. Jimmy Ricard comes in. Ginger nut. Just need need one here and then I'll feel a lot more confident going forward. So, to finish Mm. up, we haven't talked about Queensland. Uh, Reese Walsh uh, swearing at the ref. Um, Thoughts? You think he did? David Fafita probably didn't do him any any favours in his defence. He, 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 he should have got them up this week. Could not be a lawyer, old Dave Fafita. Uh, what did he say in the in the tribunal? Was, he, he said, it, "Yeah, it was something like, along the lines of uh, Walsh." Didn't, Walsh said that to the ref. I mean, to to Paddy Carrigan. So uh, I was right there, kind of thing. Uh, the old Freudian here. slip. Yeah. The old Fafita slip uh, mm. on on par with old Sigmund Freud. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> It was interesting. He had a you know four hour session to come to a decision of his punishment, which was longer than Dylan Brown's uh, hearing for his uh, well, groping, which is wild. But apparently, the most times the c word has ever been used in, yes, in, in the judiciary. Yeah, one hundred and twenty eight. Mm. I think the, the it's like counting. a South Park episode with the f word. Yeah, yeah, the good old c nuts. So mm. um, he gets three weeks, which I think is okay because I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago Ennis got six weeks um, for saying similar sorts of words at a referee. So they've mm. probably been a little bit lenient than also said, you know, you need to settle down. Here's a bit of a lesson for you, mm. which is fair. Um, he's got I, a hot head on him, both, figure, both yeah. figuratively and, and literally. He's passionate. You tell a bloke's passionate. Mm. Um, yeah. And he's young, so he'll, he'll learn from that, have a little bit of a break. Uh, His defence was I was saying that at Patrick Carrigan, my captain, which is kind of like, ooh, I don't know what, <laughs> if that's any better. So, well, pa- well Paddy Carrigan. Depends Cam- on your, your the, relationship as well, I guess. The, yeah. yeah. You can kind of see it in the vision. You can see Paddy comes across and supposedly Paddy says, 
uh, fucking slow your mind down. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, mm. Walsh's response to that is, what the fuck do you mean, see nuts? Um, and then <laughs> the ref, yeah, and, and the, the ref's gone, oh, you said that at me. Because they've they've just getting, you know he'd been blown at him and he's like no no I'm saying it and you know they they got the penalty got the, the f- march in and then was referred to the footage so. to yeah. me looked like Reese was saying that smack bang at the referee yeah well How, the, however but Patty was Patty's there, there, there like you, you can see you can and see him, look I've yeah. played a lot of you know yeah said a lot of c gr- words great so. no yeah. look look yes maybe. Well, so you see, you see, Patty comes over and he and he says and he's well, uh, that, and could, that could be at Pat Carrigan. Yeah, it and then he's like, "My, I said, I said that at Patty. I said that at Patty." I remember, like, no, I remember. There, well, there it's not when when Pat's not there. You know, but he, he's coming at the ref. So I said that I, at Patty. Like yeah. I've, I've said the words. Well, no, I was saying that at him. And you do have to remember the camera angle as well and where the line judges. Yeah, exactly. Where's the touchy? Where's the touchy? Where's the touchy? That's right. It's fucking two meters forward. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't swear. I said that at Pat Carrigan. Sorry. Uh, what about the other 20 points? So anyway, let's <laughs> – uh, uh, I think Ponga probably makes the most sense. He did rule himself out, but I think if he Billy calls him, he picks that phone up. Oh, he played his ass off yeah, today as well. He's been good in the last month. Like he's probably where he wants to be. Uh, if not, AJ Brimson's been talked about. Cobo has been really good. So if, does he come back in? Do they want to move Coates? Maybe Homo goes to one. They've got options. I think they're pretty, they're pretty sorted at the moment in the back line. Uh, but who the fuck cares? Queensland won again. Fuck you guys. Whoop. Uh, that, that's going to be on the Eskies uh, first rap release. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> those few bars well, there? I'm chorusing. You're doing the bars. Is that what happened earlier? So <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me to do the bars. <laughs> get me to do the beatboxing. Uh, yes. uh, I'm trying to find uh, the last few series because. Uh, really, on paper, and again, it's been ages since there's been a, a whitewash, a sweep, and only a handful as well. Yes, yeah, right. been a long time. I'm just looking. So since since the Queensland uh, domination uh, between 06 and 17, where New South Wales won 2014, and that was it. You're dealing with immortals. I can see why Queensland had so much success. Maybe New South Wales should have won a few in that. Since then, it's three and three. Mm-hmm. And that's in the, the the next era, the next generation of Queenslanders. Yeah, if 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 you will, <laughs> um, and on paper, New South Wales should probably have a few more wins, and it's the Freddie Fittler era. Yeah, yeah. But in, including one year where it was quote unquote the worst Queensland team time, of all time. Of, of time, yes, exactly. And that is the one. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Fred I don't think Freddie can be coach next mm. year. Uh, I know we've already spoken New about ideas. that. New ideas. Interesting in all of that, um, in all of that, you know, goat era for, for Queensland, only the one whitewash. It's very hard to win in Sydney. Mm. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's always hard to win um, uh, away in, a, in an origin match. The home team is usually uh, has the advantage. But How many have they been total? One, two, seven. three, four, five, six, seven. And all, most of those in the 80s and 90s. Mm. So since two so since two thousand, the only one is two, is Queensland two thousand ten. Yeah, it's there's a perfect chance for a whitewash, isn't it? New South Wales in disarray, probably going to blood a few young blokes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If if and you know there's any time to yeah, do it, might it's probably be, might be missing some of their big name guys as well. So. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at there, Jimmy? I oh, just going back to um, the coach. Coaches chat. This is the 2020 
New South Wales team. 20? Any other? 2000? 2000, sorry, yeah. I love for me. Who's full back then? Uh, Peachy. Um, David Peachy, Mad Dog McDougal, so Ryan Girdler, Sean Timmins of, of left foot, 45 metre field goal. So, so my, my problem with this is. Ainsco, Fittler, my, my thing of this is, you know, this is, again, this is the Fittler era. Mm. And, you know, Andrew John's kind of well, slightly after this. Um, well, actually, Andrew was probably hurt for this for Brett Kumoli playing seven. Mm. Um, actually, no, he was in the interchange. There you go. Must be a young fella. Um, I feel like old fella, mate. No, he said two thousand, didn't he? It's two thousand. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Is well, that two thousand? Interesting. Wow, Brett Kamali got picked over Andrew Jones. Wow, two thousand. <laughs> um, Coming back from injury, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was when Sonny Bill took his head off. Um, uh, I. Uh, my point is, uh, this era is a you know the era before the. The Billy Slater, you know. The future of Immortals. Yeah, the future of Immortals. So um, my, my comparison mm. then is if you go to the 28, 2010, let's go 2010 team mm. and you look through that and that's where oh, I said before you have Trent Barrett, you have Danny Padiris, you know, you have those kind of guys, those names, um, which mm. is what you see coming through now into club footy land. Those guys are coming with the coaches. Is any of those guys ready to be a head coach? And I clicked through a bunch of the teams and I thought no. Jared Hainborough? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lyon, eight hundred grand in the shitter. Apparently, Jared, Jared Hayne. Mitchell Pierce, John, John he's Rand. still playing. Yeah, yeah uh, Heidi, would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Lewis, he's on the on the radio. Gal, the most hated man in, in Queensland. Brad Finch's in his team. Fuck me. Questionable place in this team. Hey, look at that. <laughs> and you think maybe Michael Ennis, if he wants to get off radio, or Trent Barrett, who has coached before. Mm. And then you click, you click through the teams, and you kind of have the same problem. And you're like, you have, you know, you know, these guys were good in their own right. Mm. None of them really won, so you can't really. None of them are really doing big coaching things yeah, at the moment. So yeah, it's but does that, like Wayne Bennett never won shit as a player. Like true, but he had been coaching for ages when he um, got his first gig at Queensland. But but my argument is, you don't have to have been a successful player to be a successful coach. No, I tend to agree. But uh, mm. if you're looking for options. You'd probably want some success in your backyard yeah. on your resume. You also not need to be in jail or, <laughs> or otherwise your resume. <laughs> <to go> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, otherwise your resume looks like mine. Whereas it's like done. Fuck all. Can you make me coach? <laughs> Good super coach. Uh, yeah. Kirk Gidley. I don't know what he's up to. Yeah. Jamie Lyon. Same thing. Like yeah. Morris Brothers. Bar- yeah, Morris Brothers. Matt like, Cooper. What have they been doing? Monaghan. Suck some dogs off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was the. What a team, bro. What We've gotten a bit silly here. And and probably Greg re- Bird, do some coke. Pr- probably oh, an NRL player. <laughs> no well, comment. Con- convicted one. Who's who's in the Queensland coaching stuff? No comment. True. Bro. Actually, no, he's playing six at the moment, so. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> know how to find the white line in the game. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> enough enough silly enough talk. Uh, what are we taking out of this? Game three, I think New South Wales need to pick. I pick think, some I think they need to pick some new blood. Who who cares if that? Try if, some new Like things. seriously, if they if they lose, they lose. Get five or six guys in there that are, that you're looking to play in the future. Blood them and and get them an Origin jersey. Reese Walsh, I think three weeks is a little stiff for that. I think there's mm. a good argument to that he did say that at, at the ref. I think Callum Ponga comes in and and yeah. even though he had ruled himself out, he looked bloody good for the Knights today. He's been had a good month, so um, I I think he's where he needs to be. 
next year there's not many options mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. that are that are you know uh, proven. But Billy Slater yeah. wasn't proven either when when he went in there. He he obviously was proven as a player yeah. and and. Arguably the best fullback, well, arguably the best fullback of all time, (laughs) Uh, and and obviously has it between the years as as a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So so it'll be interesting to see what New South Wales does going forward. And look, as a as a salty New South Wales man, um, credit where credit's due, you guys were a lot better this this series, and uh, a lot better in that game. Albeit those dubious calls in the first ten minutes, (laughs) they didn't change. Really, yeah. so yeah, had yeah, all the ball and still couldn't score points. You can enjoy your your last Queenslander for the podcast if you want. <laughs> 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 all right, let's roll through round eighteen quickly. Uh, not too much to talk about besides Ben Hunt, Queensland, and some fucking thrashings. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, first first point. round in twenty years that three teams have scored a fifty burger. Dragons two. fan here, Dragons fan there. We got uh, got it up behind us here. 52 to 16 loss uh, Thursday night against the Sharks. Really showed up in the in the first half. In fact, looked quite good at mm-hmm. times in the first mm-hmm. half, and then turned the lights off. Tail of two halves. Yeah, didn't didn't yep. come out in the second half at all. Tom Hazelton busted over for the Sharks uh, just before half time. You know, momentum and, and things like yeah. that. Um, and all the off field chatter around around Ben Hunt. Is he staying? Is he going? Club captain doesn't want to be there. Um, Zach Lomax got mm. told today that that well, he, I, he he's free to look elsewhere. Well, I think Lomax wanted out, um, so it's actually the way around. Flanagan said he's under contract; he's not going anywhere. Mm. So he's in the, he's the exact same boat. But Flanagan also has no power. Lord of the Rings chat. You have no power. <laughs> uh, Flanagan has can't do anything can't until do anything. November. So if if they let him go, they let him go. Yeah. So it's it's a shit show and I'm very glad that we'll talk about the West Tigers and, and Canterbury in a second. Um, I, but I feel what, like – What I, are your thoughts? I will say I feel like Wests and Doggies can't get any worse, whereas I feel like the Dragons can. Uh, <laughs> Especially, you know, if, if – Yeah, we uh, haven't lost 74 nil this one. You know, yes, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. So you know, with uh, with the Ben Hunt stuff, with the Lomax stuff, you know, um, uh, Vonnie's barbecue kind of comes to mind. Like, there feels like there's there's moments that they're on a way towards a very bad back end of the year. It's been a shit show for for two or three years. Yeah, uh, yeah. like, uh, but but I think this like it's in the media. It's constantly talked about. And it's kind of keeping it in the rhetoric. It's really must be affecting the players. They're constantly talking about it. Ben Hunt's comments after the games when they asked him was like. We're not good enough. That's just you know garbage. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, you know those things don't seem to help. He wants out. Mm. He wants the report says he got on a plane on Friday to go to Brisbane, like mm-hmm. Friday morning. So this game was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Got out of there as soon as he could to go home. Um, sounds like he wants to go back to Queensland, and it looked like there was a done deal with Brisbane, um, and that was released to the media. And I think the Dragons kind of uh, were you know shown in a bad light, you know rolling over. So they. Wanted to be tough and show they had some leverage and say no. But then on the flip side, if they're going to try and trade him to the Titans at the end of the year, which is the the thinking, uh, if he, they then continue to lose by 50 points for the next uh, two and a half months, uh, does that improve his value that he's currently got now coming off an Origin win? Um, you know, there's some of that rhetoric as well. Like, can you get the value out of him now? Sounds like Brisbane's moved on, the Broncos it is, and said, yeah, we'll stick with what we've got. They would have done it if they could have got away with it, though. Yeah, yeah. I think there was 100% a deal in place and I think the Dragons backed out um, after the the media hype and the beat-up that came out Sunday night before 
Um, they had the meeting on Monday. So um, – and maybe Flanagan's like, hey, can we try to make him stay? Because, you know, I kind of don't want to come to a club that's got no fucking <laughs> players. Inheriting <laughs> an absolute shit show. Yeah. Hey, he's got a – Massive task ahead of him. Yeah, it sounds like the players are pissed, like, and they're probably yeah. pissed because yeah, one, one, you know, Ben wants out, but two, they're also, you know, not helping him out. Like, they probably understand that, like, he's a family man. He wants to go back to Queensland. He's had enough of being down here in New South Wales. Maybe f- let him go. You know, oh, like, take it be- before that when yeah. Ben Hunt was saying, "Hey guys, I really like Anthony Griffin as a coach." Yeah. And that's and why I resigned for three years because I want to play for Anthony Griffin. Like, and they fucked him off. He's like, "Well, it, I don't want to play for you anymore." And and. He literally sure. said, if you sack him, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And then you go out and sack him and they're like, oh, we're a conundrum. Like, <laughs> yeah. But he wants to go home. Yeah. He doesn't want to be here. Didn't see this one coming. <laughs> like, seriously. And and the bloke's played his ass out for, for years yes. and, and has been the only shining light out of a, out of a pretty lacklustre yeah. few years for, for the Dragons. And then the whole mm. sort of, well, we're not going to grant you release thing doesn't make any sense to me either. Like, if your captain says, says I don't want to be here anymore the whole team's going to go oh, okay well, what are we playing for here exactly and you could see before yeah. Hook got sacked and they were losing these games Close like two to. points yeah. and six points and two points just not just they still cared like there yeah. was still passion there but in the last few weeks you know getting towed up by the Warriors and getting towed up by the Sharks you could just see it was kind of like they're oh, done. They're fine. Oh, fuck. You know, there's 30 minutes left. Oh, when do I get to have my beer kind of, yeah, kind exactly. of mentality. And I've I've mm. been on the, the end of that playing, you know, fucking. Uh, you've played a, team sports. A, you've amateurs, been. team yeah. sports. I know I know what that feels like. Yeah. And and for for the Dragons to to say, no, we're not going to let you go, I think it's a, it's a horrible message to the rest of the team. Like why yeah. wouldn't you just say, to, to Jaden Sullivan and to Telltale Moan that, you know, you guys are our future. We've let our superstar go and... Yeah, we've got money. We need, we'll start chasing much other like, guys. Much like what we're talking about with the Blues in game three in that who gives a fuck, go out there, get some experience, yep. you know, cut your teeth and, and see how you go. I I just I don't understand any of the thinking from, from the board throughout this whole process yeah. and why just wouldn't you just cash in your chips... It's fucking – it's 2 o'clock, you're in the casino, things are only going to get worse, <laughs> you know. You've already, lost, you've already lost your 500 bucks that you brought to, yeah. to punt with. To, to me it don't, seems – Don't go back to the well, ATM. Yeah. It, to me it seems like they want to win, like they want to be seen as the winners out of this process and there's no winners in this. No. no Just make no. a decision and move forward with We've it. We've been the losers for three years. Yeah. Like it, it, Seriously, it hasn't been good for, for a long time. I, I just think let him go. Let him go. Get cut, the young fellas in there. Cut your losses. Yeah. You know, there's, there was save talk, the money. Talk Get about paying out contracts and all the rest. That, yeah. that he wanted be. to pay for his own way. He out. was going to pay his own way. Like, yeah. he's done. He's yeah. phoning it in. So, what do you expect him to do week in week out? Like, he's a competitor. He's going to play as best he can. But the same thing is, it's like, oh, I'm down by forty points. Fuck me. Well, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll kick this one deep and then we'll mm. just defend. Like, we we don't really going to do anything here. So, yeah, at most. The only leverage the board for St George probably had is just see out this year mm. for the team and then we'll release you. Um, but, yeah, they've just gone completely. Yeah. The can, can, can we talk about Titans then? Because the Titans yes. in the same period uh, very sneakily have sacked Holbrook. Mm. Um, and bringing in Daz. And, you know, the rumours, of course, is Ben Hunt will be their halfback next year and, you know, he'll be there, worked with Daz. Uh, 
you know, there's talk about player swaps and things like that. But it came out today that both Fafida and Big Tino have their contract signed to Holbrook. So they're free agents next year. Oh. So, you know, they, you know Broncos are there's licking their lips again. It's like maybe we make another run at um, David Feeder and shit, maybe we might as well get Big Tino or Dolphins, same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that Titans team might be in themselves be in trouble. I think both of them love the Titans might stay there and, mm. you know, Des might Titans be able to do that. Mm. Uh, Gold Coast Titans. As in Gold Coast, the location rather than the team they play for. The lifestyle thing. Both things. Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're so young as well. Yeah. yeah. Like I I think it's it's a different argument when, when blokes are ten years younger than Ben Hunt yeah. and, and they can say it doesn't have to happen right now. Yes. As well. Yeah. And for me, I, from what I can see, I think Tino, like you say, I think he loves the Gold Coast. Titans, yes, and I think I think he'd be happy happy to stay there. And if if they get Hunt, geez, you're starting to look at a pretty well. That, that's probably them. They're missing a spine. Like they've mm. got talent elsewhere. They just haven't been able to put it all together. But you know, Holbrook surprise. He he only heard about it like on the day that he was getting sacked, and that they you know within the last ten days that interviewed and sorted out with Hasler. Like it was all under the covers. You know, um, Mal's bloody there as a mm-hmm. consultant had no idea it was happening, and so he thinks. He's probably done with the club as well because, you know, complete blindsided. Um, they've obviously took a book out of what the PGA did and kept it all quiet, quiet, hush-hush, um, <laughs> and they've done a deal with Des. So he'll have to go up there to Queensland and try to write the Titan ship. Um, but, yeah, Holbrook is one of the first coaches in the NRL to be sacked after winning a football game. So Yeah, and, and harsh, I thought, on yeah. him. They're not or, doing – No, they haven't been, bad. They haven't been yeah. around this morning. Yeah. yeah. Any stretch uh, of the imagination. It'd be interesting that what's happening behind closed doors there for them to kind of go that approach, you know, what's been said, et cetera. Mm. I wonder if they just saw Hasler and as an opportunity. Maybe. It's definitely possible. Let's keep rolling through the weekend's games. Uh, South getting a big win uh, over there in Auckland. Rainy conditions. Double for Alex Johnson. Uh, can you chase that one up? I might have a tab open. Somewhere here for where he is. He's uh, 180. 100, he's 180. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia is doing me dirty with people updating it with different numbers. But he's 180. He's equal with Beaver. He's 10 away from Billy with, what do we work out, nine rounds to go? <laughs> and it includes finals. And so, finals. He so. shits. Uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago, he shits it in. You reckon? I reckon he'll take Billy this year. Do play Dragons uh, again. I think, <laughs> as well. He didn't score against the Dragons in that, that last yeah, one. Yeah, that is, that is true. That uh, is true. I like his chances more in the coming weeks. <laughs> Let's say that. Agreed. Shout out to Tohu Harris and Jackson Ford, former Dragon. Um, they made combined 102 tackles in this game and missed one between yeah. the two of them in rainy conditions. Uh, bit of a reality check for the Warriors. There was a f- probably a few weeks ago where we were like. Could the Warriors win the comp? I I don't think so. No. I, I think – They're bef- better. It, yeah, and they get, Play they, lots of games in New Zealand. I think they make the top eight. And if they get a, a home final, final, then there's a good shout that they get through to the second round. Mm. Uh, but I, I also think a bit of a reality check um, for them. I just – I'd have them in the in the second tier yeah, of, of league teams this year. Yeah. Storm Penrith, uh, that yeah, was sp- at Marvel. It's interesting. Sp- speaking of tier one mm-hmm. – uh, Panthers, unbelievable in this one, coming back from 14-0 down. It was the first time that they'd been double digits down all year, yep. which, is, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Jerome Luai, we spoke about him before, and 
does he get picked for Origin? He actually got to have a dangerous tackle. Yeah, I think he was uh, all clear for he's this with clear. a fine. fine. Just a fine, so he's so all he sweet right. there. Harry Grant's all sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Panthers mm-hmm. one-way traffic in the in the second half. And again, going back to is it the Penrith system in that they were mm-hmm. really good and Nathan Cleary stood on there um, against the Storm at home. It was mm-hmm. pretty amazing sort of stuff. Isaac Tungle. Home. Quotations. Well, that's true <laughs> at Marvel. Uh, Women's World Cup f- f- yes. about to kick off. Yeah. So that game there was at Marvel and uh, we'll get to the Broncos Amy, in just Amy a second. Yes, very good, very good. Uh, boys, I'm I'm busting. Uh, do you want to take Super Saturday mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. Um, given, you know, all three of your teams played yesterday. So yes. <laughs> get, get through that chat uh, and, and then I'll be back in a sec. Yeah, so Raiders, Titans, uh, Raiders get another close win. Their average win margins at four, the lowest in the league. They are the only top eight side with a negative points differential. So um, they're currently fifth on ladder. I think fourth and five of their uh, last run as Peps almost takes out the the lamppost. Um, They're looking pretty good, um, solid. Um, Fogarty had maybe one of an average game. Uh, Did get a very controversial Penal um, try um, denied for David Fafita in this one where Fafita gave him a little bit of a shove in the back. Um, but outside of that, yep. the Raiders keep rolling. Any other tidbits there, Jimmy? Um, no, not really. Uh, then the big one. Uh, well, there was two big ones with no results. Um, no – with donuts essentially. So yep. Cowboys uh, put 74 on the Tigers um, at home. Yeah. Uh, Tigers with big zero, biggest margin in the NRL era, so the premiership era. Um, and they played each other six weeks ago and the Tigers put 60 on them. So uh, it's a bit of a change of fortunes. Tigers banged up talent and the Cowboys coming out of the origin period are fired up. Um, I feel, feel like they're kind of primed to make a run um, this year. We'll have to see if they're too far back now. Yeah, the Cowboys uh, from where they were yeah. last year. I think they've got talent and um, it's been awakened a little bit. With, yeah. the, with the origin period, it some is, of their guys have been playing well. Yeah, year on year it has been pretty interesting. Like last year Cowboys were right up there in the top four for most mm. of the season and sort of died in the arse yeah, coming the to finals and sort of, yeah, switched around a little bit this this year as well. Um, I think I think it might have been Cowboys history, but uh, mm. home scored most tries ever uh, with, I mean, most points ever, I think, with about 30 points. Yes, in a game. Um, Good old Val. For Cowboys, so... I think Peps was yeah. said someone hit a hundred, like made a hundred and eleven thousand dollars off a multi for try scorers <laughs> from the Cowboys in this. That's uh, it. Yeah. Not sure if fake or real, but that's that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. But yeah, ev- basically everyone in the team scored, so uh, it was a massive score. You there don't see so many burgers um, very very often. Surprisingly, oh no, yep, yeah, uh, Tua Lungi did get the hat trick. trick yeah. um, I think he was the only one with the hoodie. Yeah, um, Val got two, didn't he? And Drinkwater got yep. one or two. So yeah, uh, that's it. Spread them um, around, lots of tries. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Half time, it was forty-two to nil. You'd think they might take the mercy rule. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the mercy rule there for you, but uh, yeah, they just did not let up in the second half. Um, just absolutely scoring at will there as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Crazy. Yep. Um, actually, one thing I should mention mm-hmm. now that I remember it, going back to the Raiders game, um, I think this round was Mark Hughes. Round, yes. Round, yep. Uh, I think he blew He blew the, the, horn. the horn at 
uh, GIO Stadium as well to yeah, and get was the game kickoff, uh, so. slightly out of time with his uh, Raiders um, clap as well. Unfortunately <laughs> for him, the thunder clap. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, um, yeah, obviously nice to see the league getting around that and uh, yeah. everything that stands for as well. And then we're into Broncos taking on the Finns, the Dolphins at the Gabba. They had uh, 30,000 mm. in there, first time they've been in the Gabba in 50-odd years. Again, uh, Suncorp unavailable with the Women's World Cup for um, – or FIFA World Cup for the, the football, the soccer coming up. Uh, it was a second battle of Brisbane. Um, Tristan Saylor played fullback. He looks uh, pretty good, like a handy talent. It'll be interesting to see where he plays for Brisbane going forward. It looks like they're going to extend him mm. for another two to three years. Dragons Junior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Cobo did get a hat in this, um, had a crazy uh, try was at the end of the game to win. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to that essentially to seal this game. Chip and chase. Um, uh, the Dolphins were leading a, a large part of this game as well, so Broncos coming back in here. They look mm. like a real threat considering um, by all accounts, and I think Billy called them out today on the Sunday footy show saying they're probably not playing up to their potential at the moment, So, which mm. is scary to think about. They could be better. Mm. Definitely. And then doggies, knights, doggies. Did you talk about Cowboys, punt. Tigers? Yes, we did. Yes. Covered Ooh. it. And Anything else you want to add to that? Just the swing. Did you talk about that? Yeah, 122 yeah. points yeah. between yeah. games in six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably also back on the Broncos-Dolphins game as well, Herbie Farnsworth with the two tries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if it will be a Dolphin next year too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs, Knights. Yeah, um, yep. so, so Cowboys cop the biggest loss in the NRL era. The Bulldogs go, hold my beard. <laughs> it looked like it was on. Yeah. and uh, it, 66 nothing. Luckily for them, it just finished 66 nil. It's amazing. To Newcastle. That's new. the thing as well. Like it's, it's, it's Newcastle. Yeah. It's yeah. Newcastle. You know, two spots and, above. And it's not like the, the doggies were severely under strength. I think they're under like strength. They've, they've, they've been hurt throughout the year. But, but, but they had most of their squad for this one. Yeah. And yeah, it's a disappointing showing there. The Knights run all over them. Hastings got two. Ponga, unreal. Bradman yeah, Best, very good. good. Yeah. Um, for me, as a he dra- should go to Bali and more benders. He yeah, come that's back right. Better. <laughs> uh, as a Dragons fan, oh, look, I'm still still confident that we, we're not a shoe in for the spoon, uh, given given how poor yeah. uh, the, those two aforementioned teams. They scored have been. points at least. So. Yeah, we haven't lost seventy four nil this year. No. Um, but no team that loses by 50 points has won the comp. So Look, I, I, I think that ship sailed. I think <laughs> yeah. Tristan sailed just like I don't like think we're worried did. about uh, yeah, winning the comp. Mm. Stokesy gone? Yes. Yeah, that could be <gasps> well, What's, what's going on here? Best. No, it's Bearstow, I think. Bearstow. They're all celebrating. They, he's not moving. We'll have a look. He's stumping by the looks of that. We'll let you know. Uh, no, Manly and Chooks, how did that finish? Oh, I saw it was very close. I saw DC take an intercept uh, I did to say tie that. the game up, but I hadn't seen mm. a result. Do you have a result for us, Jimmy? Um, I thought I did. Can't find it. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Um, well, that's not even right either. <laughs> that's the Dragons run home. <laughs> yeah. I was looking, yeah. <laughs> Things are looking <laughs> dire for Manly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wanted to see how bad our season <laughs> was going to get. Yeah, Manly without Turbo. Talking um, about that seven-year well, game and, and seeing where the potential for us is. Manly um, get the whim. Manly did get the wins 18 to 16 um, after the 12-10 halftime scoreline. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Wow. Um, Chooks are fucked. They're not backing out. Uh, I'm talking about cricket now. Um, Johnny Johnny ducks (laughs) under this and then walks forward two yards and they run him out. Oh. Look at him. Then I'll just leave my crease and 
Oh, is that's so fucking dirty. Is that, is that in the spirit of the game? Yeah, that's. Was it the end of the over? I don't know. It could have been. Oh, this is going to be a talking point now. This is a huge talking point. What are they going to say? That looks out. Fuck. Oh, no. Wow. Wow. That's not cricket. Oh, goodness. I don't know if I'm, what, what, I don't know if I'm about that. Yeah, I've, I'd hate to win off that. What's Steam say? That, that, oh, that's a square up for the no catch from Starkey. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the cricket gods with the karma. I don't know about that. Hey. Ugh. It was bad. Obviously, yeah. Bear says not, not happy about it. It was the end of the over too. Yeah, so maybe that's what he's thinking. It's gone through. It's gone through the keeper. Well, get the law. What's, I think you have to ground your bat. I think I think that's. Did he ground his bat? Damn, no, I, I didn't. think I, he did. No, I, I, I think, think he was he walking down the pitch to tap it down. Oh, my wow. goodness. That is. Well, where's KP? He's probably had a heart attack. KP is saying, yeah, so back in 2005 <laughs> when I was playing for England, the, the team that I bleed for and I'm very passionate about, and back then when I scored so many runs, much more runs than Ricky Ponting ever scored. <laughs> oh, you know, fun. something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You have a few blood vessels as well, etc. Mm, that's let's, right. Let's just watch this again, Jimmy. Back You've when gone, I – I think it's a single motion. Kerry just kind of like he picks it up and throws it straight back. Oh, so before, I, even, I, before even but, before even. But, but like he doesn't kind of realize that. I'm sorry, he kind of doesn't realize that Johnny. If you look at it, he, he's just throwing it back. Not a like. I don't think he throws it back. Having seen Johnny already walking out, like a, I don't know, because it, it, it comes oh, back so quickly. Like he catches the ball and he throws it. Back I've never, just, I've never seen that. So watch it. Oh, it doesn't have – see, he grabs it and he just throws it straight back. He's still in his crease. Yeah. Like how does he know he's going to walk forward? That's just luck. I feel I like it's, it's luck. luck. That is very lucky. Which is good because then you kind of take the spirit of the game kind of – He's, he's just done that Green, of, Green, look, Green's he's just got done no that idea. Of, he's just done that out of instinct and Johnny's just walked out. Like I think if it. Green holds it and then sees Johnny leave and then throws it, that looks way worse to me. I don't know about this. But that, I feel that, very uneasy about this. Yeah, John, and it's fucking still, Johnny Bearstar. Yeah, I know. But he's great. Like he's in his crease when he throws the ball. But conspiracy theories here. How often does Kerry go do that though? Oh, I'd say often he probably throws it back towards the pegs. Maybe not to hit the pegs. Maybe he's just got lucky. He's got the luckiest throwback of the pegs and he's hit it. I want a cricket chat here. It's going off. I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> can, can we get get some thoughts on this? I don't know if that's in the spirit of the game. I. Is it unintentional? Was I my mean, other question. Yeah, like, well, I Sean, think it's un- Sean's right. He throws it before he even leaves his crease. Mm. Yeah, but and yeah. you know, like the umpy, if they're going to review it, is just like, yeah, he doesn't grant his bat. You're right. He just gets up and starts. Oh, actually, you watch him. He, yeah, he just walks down the pitch. Or maybe they've picked up on it because he. You, they're showing replays. He just walks down. He doesn't grant his bat. He just walks down. That's the one that gets him out. But the three previous balls. Seems to me that looks like it's a plan. Yeah. It seems to me like they've picked up on the fact that he leaves his crease without grounding his bat. Wow. And yeah, Alex is just like, oh, I'll just throw this one back in case he does and I've hit the pegs and he's – yeah, that's going to be huge. That is huge. The old man card. That's not that bad. Well, <laughs> it's not intentional. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, might have been a plan like they figured it out and then they want to keep him honest and he just caught him – he caught himself out essentially not doing the right thing, grounding his bat. Wow. Jeez. That's huge for us. 
now into the tail end, then that could be the test match. Oh, the, the, the paper's going to be blown up tomorrow. <laughs> Aussie's always cheating. They're always cheating. Fucking Barmy Army. Yeah, they had a good Travis Head song. Yes, they did. Where's your head at? He's well, scoring well, at a runner ball. <laughs> We're not doing basketball yeah. and he's better at basketball than uh, you. Uh, you got to give him to him. Try not that, not try, quite as catchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the one one good thing the Poms are good at is, is chance. Um, you know, it's the Steve Smith. uglier than we are. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think yeah, well, like, like what happened? Did they send all the good-looking convicts away? I don't Does know. That what I don't know if it's like <laughs> just a function of being perpetually under cloud. Yeah, we just get that, a little bit more sun than they. Yeah, yeah. they're not good-looking people. <laughs> and again, that's I'm generalising here. Like yeah. Yeah, James say, Anderson, like, like he's sort or? of silver fox. Yeah, the cricket say, team's yeah, not a, okay, it's a good, good representation. So. But a, a, like I'm going to say, a good seventy-five percent of their team hit every branch in the ugly tree. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from three oil paintings. Stuart Broads just caught one on the chin as well. Anyways, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Anyways. Yeah, that's that's an issue. Is that rugby league? Don't Is that rugby league? Yeah, yeah, we're well. done. League, we're, uh, we got a results. Manly won 18-16. Manly won. Close yeah. one. Drag is not getting the spoon. Uh, New South Wales plays 17 debutants in game three. Could do. Did that happen to him in the first innings as well? He did. He did get he, hit. He yeah. the chin. Yep. Um, he didn't feel. Two, two balls later, I think. Yeah, yeah. he didn't field a, a whole bit, but he no concussion, of course. So. No, yeah. That is massive. I can't believe they got that wicket. All right, let's run yeah. through. He, he, well, he, we're, two fin- out, we're two hours in. Yeah. I, I fin- said this would take 80 <laughs> minutes. Final, final point, stay in your crease until the umpire calls over, then you don't have an issue. That seems to be the sentiment. There you go. Yeah. Seems to be the sentiment. Test crickets. Yeah. That's, the, that's the one that hit him then or in the other? Very, very strange very. dismissal. 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 <laughs> From Sean Connery. <laughs> 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 having a stroke by the end of that one. Sean Connery. He's just slapping around a little bit. <laughs> we don't condone this. We I'm don't condone this. That, that is me quoting Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> On to the oh, AFL. Yeah, let's run through the AFL. We've got heaps to cover still. Lions, Tigers. <laughs> is it a Liger or a Tigon? I don't know. They have them at the zoo. Uh, Sean, did you see it's any? Spencer's big spoon. Um, did you see any of no, this? No, I did not. I was watching the cricket. Just watching the cricket. Yeah, Lions uh, won pretty convincingly. Uh, yeah, big win for the Lions. They keep rolling. So Nine goals good. to one first <laughs> half. Blew them out of the park. Lockie Neal gets thirty-four. Uh, water's wet. Joe Danaher looked good. Hugh mm-hmm. McLuggage mm-hmm. uh, looked pretty good. Uh, Tim Taranto has. Had his hand up for, for Brownlow votes, yep. probably didn't get any in this one. Jacob Hopper probably didn't get a Brownlow vote, mm-hmm. but probably the best for the the Tigers. Uh, the Lions will play West Coast next week. I think as it stood was going to be the biggest uh, <laughs> line in uh, in in – uh, AFL history. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens. Tigers Swans next week. I think that's do or die for both teams. Yep. Uh, there, uh, degree. Typical kind of chat. Uh, night game at the Gabba. Lions look pretty good. Yep. Can they do it uh, in September in Melbourne? That's a question. Always going to be the question. Uh, they've definitely been better since they've sat the old fellas down uh, for a rest. So let's see if they continue with that going forward. Well, they set themselves down. Yes. Maybe I need to take a page out of their book. <laughs> <laughs> Swans, Cats, 54 apiece. The Swans kick six mm. goals, 18. 
if Carlton had goal-kicking woes, the Swans say hi. Grand final rematch. Uh, at least it was a close encounter. Still no buddy for the Swans. Uh, did you guys see the, the highlights from the end of the game? The Swans should have won this. Uh, mm. Robbie Fox hit the post from point-blank range. Oh. Heaney, uh, it was a tough chance, kind of chucked it on the boot mm. and he just sort of sprayed it um, and that was the point that evened it up. Uh, apparently that as a percentage, so uh, 6 to 18 um, is is the worst uh, goal accuracy from any team this year. Swans really missed out on a big opportunity Even there. worse than the Blues? For one single game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, for, for, for one Jump. single game. Blues have been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blues have been pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Mackay says hello. Roll us into Saturday. Crows are pretty convincing winners against the Kangaroos there. Expected. At Adelaide Oval. I think uh, North Melbourne stuck with them for, for a bit and then sort of Crows got the uh, the upper hand in the second half. Isaac Rankin kicked five goals straight. Uh, Darcy Fogarty pretty good. Tex Walker. Could win a Coleman. Uh, pretty crazy. He had three in this one. Nick Larky also had three. He's also in Coleman contention. Uh, the Crom continue to Crom um, and be cromulent in oh. <laughs> There's a fair bit of chat going on here, man. Yeah. I was getting stuck in Ben Stewart Broad. And, and Ben Stokes has thrown his bat to square leg. Yeah. Interesting was, was kind Marnus, of stuff. Was Marnus fielding around there, man? Uh, Bulldogs get a good win against uh, Frio. Jamara Ugelhagen is uh, looks like he's just starting to hit his potential as a number one overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. He kicked four goals straight in this one. Uh, Caleb Sarong pretty good in uh, a losing effort there for Frio. Uh, Collingwood very very good. Uh, I tell you who should be the Brownlow medalist. Nick Dacos provided he doesn't get hurt or suspended. Yep. Uh, give him the three votes for this one. 36 disposals, 10 tackles, seven marks, a goal. Uh, it was all one-way traffic. Did you see it was the first Gold Coast sellout in X-Men of all <laughs> 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 Collingwood? Or just to see the fires fight. Well, they, yeah. they reckon 10,000 travelled for it. Jeez, that's absolutely crazy. So flag pies chat is real. Are they mm. top of the table at the moment? Equal with Port, I Equal believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah f- flag flag pie chat continues to yeah. roll. Boys, the the best game of the round, or at least the best finish. Uh, the the bombers, the poor bombers, going <laughs> down to the power. It happened after the siren. Dan Houston yeah. from fifty five. Uh, you wouldn't, yeah, you you couldn't dream of this as a kid. Maybe in a grand final. Maybe that's maybe that's grand. that's yeah. the only way that would make it sweeter. Yeah. Takes a mark. Time is, has expired. He's on the right forward flank. He's f- he takes a mark probably right on fifty, maybe fifty two. Yeah. The it's got to leave his boot from about fifty five, and it has the journey just obviously all absolute the, laser beam as well straight oh, down the middle. Beautiful kick. Ken Hinckley was saying post game. He said, "Oh look, I I wouldn't expect any of my players to to be able to kick that, but." If I had faith in anyone being able to do it, it was probably Dan Houston. <laughs> also had the most posies in the game. And uh, Did you see the yeah. poor um, goal umpire? Yeah. Yeah, the bomber's guy come down like bum land on his face. How good are the, photo- <laughs> How good are the, the photos? How good are the photos? You've obviously you know, worked it yeah. into our, our social media post for, for today. It's probably 12, 14 bodies under that ball. Yeah, oh, nearly both teams are go, under yeah, it. Everyone's goal there. umpire, there's probably seven bo- – I reckon there's a good seven bombers on the line trying to get a hand there. There's a few yeah. port players trying to, trying to you know, b- 
pump or get body because there's nothing that they can do uh, essentially other than other than blocking bombers players. Yeah, and it looked like it did touch hands. That it was just probably about you know 300, 400 mil past the goal line before before it happened. Wild scenes, Port, mm-hmm. 12 in a row. Uh, we spoke about flagpies chat and Port Adelaide definitely Bell putting their chat. hand up there too. Right, let's get into Carlton. Uh, they, <laughs> they had a win, uh, convincing win. Uh, should, should beat the Hawks though. Should, be should beat the Hawks, although you look at their ladder position and mm, it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah. And with are – they, are they, they still have a chance. There's still a chance, and <laughs> and, chance. and you look at that like they're they're in fourteenth, but there's a lot of congestion there yeah. uh, before you roll into the top eight, and they actually look like they were playing pretty good footy today. Obviously, a big out with Tom DeConing missing, which meant mm. no uh, recognised ruckman. Jack Silvani did most of the work with a little bit of Lewis Young, um, sort of chipping in there, uh, and they they just blew him off the off the park in the first half. Um, I think we're going to talk about it. Harry Mackay um, mm-hmm. played he well. He kicked a couple. Can he kick straight? Well, he, he the thing is, he doesn't want to kick the yeah. drop punt. Yeah, and we've spoken about it all. Set se- shots. It's just not his not his thing. Got to be a snap. And when you're snapping from thirty meters straight in front, and it's yeah. not getting the journey, <laughs> and he was actually hitting the drop punt quite well today. Mm. Uh, I wonder what's going on between the ears there with with Harry. I'm sure. I'm sure that Carlton has had. You know, plenty of ex full forwards and and guys that were lethal in front of goal come and have a chat with him, but it, it's frustrating as a fan. Yeah, you know, because the bloke can clunk a mark. He's strong as anything under the under the high ball. It's just got to sort of sort out this part in his game. There was also one as well early on. Didn't cost anything. Straight in front. Um, fast play and Sam Walsh could have kicked a goal and he, he gave it to Harry and, and Harry opted to go on the on the left boot and, and sprayed it. So mm-hmm. so something's going on there. Um, Charlie Kernow, a lot, lot better, um, you know, fin- finishing off and the Carlton midfield just, just looked uh, leaps and bounds past where, where Hawthorne was through the middle of the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a decent run at the moment. Um, well, two, they, got, they got Dockers. Yeah, next? Dockers away, Port at home. So I think have to win one. I think you can probably take a loss there. And then I think every game that they uh, would be expected to win moving forward after that, they have to win. Have to beat West Coast at home. Uh, Collingwood, you probably take a loss there. Have, have to beat the Saints uh, moving forward. Demons, hard one. Suns, oh, GWS. So, so Suns, GWS, um, West Coast, St Kilda have to win all those games. And Jeez, then gets hard. if you have a loss against Melbourne, Collingwood, maybe that's going to come down to mm. uh, percentages and whatnot. But uh, good to see them, you know, having a win and and two in a row and, and something to s- sort of semi be happy about for, for Carlton fans. They are two wins behind at the moment. It's not, yeah, it's not undoable. It's not great. Oh, Paddy. It's not great, no. But it's also, you know, same boat as Richmond and Sydney yeah. as well. So other teams that were probably expected to be to be up there as well. Moving forward, uh, another team that had a win today uh, against a team that they probably shouldn't beat, the GWS Giants going over to Alice Springs getting a good win in the wet there as Paddy Cummins gets a ball drilled back at him by Ben Stokes. 
and it goes down and then a little bit of chat between Broad and Cummins there. God, I, I just I just can't stand Stuart. <laughs> uh, Giants keeping keeping their keeping the touch. Yeah, their finals chances uh, mm-hmm. well alive. There didn't see much of this. We sort of as we were rolling into the podcast, just saw the horrendous weather conditions and uh, the Giants coming away with two point win and uh, and the Saints beating the Weagles. Uh, West Coast, I think, led for throughout three terms in this. Yes, they did. Um, no one expected West Coast to win this, and and St Kilda sort of getting away with one in the end. What's your tweet there, Jimmy? Uh, this round, I just want to give an honourable mention to the Giants' uh, social media team. So AFL came out um, the other day this week tweeting uh, what what football facts sound made up but actually true. Um, and they gave the fact that Cleopatra lived closer to Francis. Fraser. Fraser, even. You can keep. With that. Fraser Gehrig, <laughs> you can't see it. Let's put it down to that. Fraser yeah, sure. Gehrig kicking a hundred goals it's in his blind spot. Then the building of the Great Pyramid of Giza, and I can solve that one for you. The for at the AFL, yeah. the aliens built Giza. <laughs> true, so true. Easy there. Um, and then GWS social media team came up with this response. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Too good. It's pretty good. Years. It yeah. Maturing is that what we're saying? We've got the ladder there, so Collingwood and Port eight points ahead uh, in uh, equal first there, Port 12 in a row. Then down to Brisbane, 44 points, who are then eight points clear of Melbourne uh, and St Kilda. I feel like the top three set. Maybe one of those teams can cash them, but I just feel I like think Mel- I don't think Melbourne will miss out either, yeah. given – even given, oh, I, mean, I don't think they'll miss out. I mean, like, there's an. I don't think and the other teams might catch. Melbourne's them. not leaving. Oh, did yes, they like the take over? Like, I think those those three will be the the three top three. Yep, I can see that. I can see that. Um, St like Kilda, it, it'd be doable to catch the Lions. I think the well, the top two definitely. I think are so far clear. Well, then the Lions could catch them. Get my point. There's a lot of speculation. <laughs> yes, speculation. There's lots of two games uh, away. I just feel like the three seem so much further ahead of the others. The Lions are only staying in touch with the top two is what I'm getting at. Yeah, Monks, if you wouldn't mind your explanation of uh, how Cleopatra and Aliens <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yeah. and Fraser Gehrig yeah. Let's go back to that. <laughs> all, all fit into the picture. Uh, rolling into where were we? St Kilda, Bulldogs 36, Crows, Bombers 32. And then the draws are going to be interesting now that we've got two teams draws, so four, so four, four teams with draws. Mm-hmm. Cats with 30, Giants 28, Freo 28, Suns 28, and then Swans, Carlton, Tigers 26, and then I think 16, 17, 18, that's – well, obviously it's it's no finals for Hawthorne, North Melbourne and West Coast. Unlucky for the poor Weagles. They were close today. Mm. Yeah. Don't see them going to Brisbane next week and getting a win. But. No. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. AFL. I assume it's going to be the Gabba. They must have to pull that NRL pitch out. Yeah. Be interesting. I did see a video of the on Instagram. Yeah. They tried to do a time lapse of like them having the AFL game and then setting it up for the NRL game. But then they cut it right before they finished setting up the NRL game. Uh, uh, they showed like it was like a 24 hour period where like they showed the full game yeah. for the AFL. 
and then you had the ground staff coming in, stripping down the AFL field, mm. bring up the NRL post, lining the lining the field up. And There'd be a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like there was a lot of work. But, like, they stopped the video right when it was, like, getting right getting to the Getting juicy. Of, yeah, that's it. I've seen that in a video before and then it says yeah. uh, subscribe to the <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, NBA draft. Oh, M- NBA chat. NBA <laughs> chat in general, if you wouldn't mind. Yep. Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! We might talk NBA player movement first and then if you wouldn't mind just bringing up the, the draft there and we'll just briefly talk about that. There's only a really big name that came out of that and he went to where he was meant to go. Yeah, there was yeah, – The tall – Wemby went, went, yeah. went first. Uh, we'll have a, have a brief look at the, at the rest of the draft in just a minute. Uh, I think a lot of the chat over the last – sort of three days as this free agency period has opened up has sort of pertained to guys who haven't moved yet mm-hmm. in Dame Lillard and, and James Harden. Mm-hmm. It seems the Harden stuff is all but done. Um, yep. He picked up his option and they're looking to trade him. It seems like it might be Clippers. Knicks mm-hmm. maybe? No, that's the wrong side. Yeah, maybe it's Clippers. Get some James Harden no. option there. I'm fine. I oh know Westbrook went to Clippers, so I'm not sure if that maybe we're overlapping. Anyway, um, I just want to back on Lillard uh, for Dame. I think it was confirmed today that he's officially requested that trade and Miami is the spot there, there most likely. Makes sense. Yep. Makes sense. Really need a uh, elite guard and mm-hmm. you'd imagine Miami with Dame, it's a different story in the, in the NBA finals that have just surpassed. <sighs> Getting a bit worried. Stokes is worried. Stokes, Stokes gear. He's He's getting close. He's he's just throwing. Well, he's doing basketball now. He's just throwing the bat around, trying to tick these runs down. Got another hundred and fifty of, well, just under one hundred and fifty to to get for even a potential victory. So a long way away from that, but he's one hundred forty eight to be exact. Um, But he's taking a liking to Cam Green. I feel like maybe we get Starkey back on. Put it in his throat. Well, I think he struggled a little bit. Picking up um, some of those uh, full of balls on his toes. Mm. So, you know, go back to that. It's a good hit, though. Can't deny that. So, Dame to Miami. Oh, why do they keep only short? Oh, six runs. Yeah, I'm officially nervous here, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he, he could quickly make this game a little bit closer than it needs to be. Um, yeah. He said it at the start. We've got to get Stokes out. With him still in, uh, can't be comfortable. Uh, any any word on Harden? Uh, no, not really. Just I think that he wants out. He wants out. I think they said Knicks and Clippers were front runners. Bulls reckon they might have a shot. Um, yeah, nothing more. Watch, the, watch this space. Uh, the beard. Oh, probably on the move. Fucking stop pulling your short. <laughs> Cam Green. He's, he's Stokes has gone mental. That's his 100. That's his 100. Yeah. And, mm. and that's what, 6, 12, 18, 22 off that over so far. Jesus. This could be one of those pivotal moments in Ash's history. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting big headingly vibes here. <laughs> Anyways, cricket into NBA. Um, Dame, Harden, Dunn. Westbrook re-signs with the Clippers. A measly $8 million deal. Interesting that how... Is it eight a year or is it eight in total? Eight total, four a year. Four a year. So former former MVP, Mm -hmm. yep. Obviously his play 
wouldn't, has, wa- wouldn't warrant a max contract or anything yeah, yeah. Yeah. obscene. But uh, it but, definitely seems like unders. It definitely seems like Russ has sort of bought into considering. Oh, let's save some money on my contract and and try and yeah. get the best talent around around me that we can. Considering mm. how Dylan Brooks finished up the year and he got a four year eighty mil. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's probably the the big talking point. And the Rockets, I think, yeah, going to be an interesting talking point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, been hammered the last few years in the NBA, and uh, and Dylan Brooks is going across along with a couple of Aussies in yep. in uh, Jingling Joe Ingles. Mm-hmm. Get to see him for another two years in the NBA, uh, two year, twenty two million dollar deal. Uh, sorry, he's going to the Magic. Uh, Whom after here is it? Jock Landau. Yep. Jock Landau is going to the Rockets. Can you confirm that? Uh, Patty Mills. Patty mm-hmm. Mills. We got there. Paddy Mills. <laughs> Paddy Mills, Chuck Landau, they're going to the Rockets uh, along with Dylan Brooks. So big sort of turnover there uh, with the Rockets. It's, eh, look, obviously as Aussies, you, you want to get the fuck around, around Mills and, and Landau, bringing in Brooks. Maybe they're a bit stronger uh, than, than what they were at. Has there been any Ben Simmons news? Mm, no, I don't, I don't know. What's I assume he's still got his... He's still got his contract, and yeah. he'd be at the Nets. Yeah, mm. not sure what's going on with with old Ben Simmons. Max Struess goes to the Cavs. Uh, big big money from the Heat. Uh, Dante Divincenzo uh, over to the Knicks. Joe Harris from the Nets to the Pistons. I like this one. Derek Rose to the Grizz. Yeah. Guns and Roses. Yeah, that's that, not. That, I wish that was mine. But that, that's been doing the rounds. It's it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a few top, top. I, I did chuckle at that one the other night. Mm. Welcome to the jungle, <laughs> baby. <laughs> John Morant. I don't know. Maybe people will get around him more if he's wearing a slash hat. Curls, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, that'll be interesting. Maybe a bit of, speaking of Jar, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of veteran mentorship yes. and being a professional and all of that. But they've still got like Adams there. Like they've got some good big name veterans that have been playing basketball for a long time. So I think they need Jar to unleash his true potential as yeah. a as a basketball player and and being a professional. Uh, Seth Curry going to the Mavs, Dennis Schroeder to the Raptors. Um that's about it so far. Dante Exum's a nice story. Mm-hmm. So Aussie going to the Mavs been in uh Serbia playing with Belgrade formerly a fifth overall pick. Uh, would love to see him get some minutes as a as an Aussie fan, and then we'll just go over some of the big names that have put pen to paper and, and re-signed Lamelo Ball uh, and Ty- Tyrese Halliburton getting getting the maxis, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting. Tyrese being a, an All Star this year gets himself a max. Both mm-hmm. these guys big big money, so have to perform for you know their their said. Um, franchises uh, and then Demantis Sabonis uh, getting close to uh, a maxi with uh, his Desmond. I was born in the dark. <laughs> Bain uh, extends with the Grizz. Chris Middles, Middleton extending with the Bucks. Kyle Kuzma uh, mm-hmm. with the Wizards. Uh, Cam Johnson, Jakob Pertle, and Brooke Lopez all extending for deals worth 
over 24, 25 million bucks a year. So we'll keep an eye on the free agency space. We were thinking about chatting about the soccer transfers tonight. We might leave that for the next pod, yep. given how we're going for time, given the ashes and everything else that's that's going on. But uh, a lot of move in the moves in the soccer world as well. Mm-hmm. Final I think it's time for... Oh, did you have anything on Ben Simmons while you were there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, A couple of things. Firstly, he has pulled out of the Australian team for the FIBA World Cup. Shark me. Yeah. Yep. Citing rehabilitation of his ongoing back injury. Mm -hmm. And there is an article with rumours that San Antonio might trade for him. Spurs. Okay. Uh, Simmons and Wemby would be interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, Oh, draft. Yeah. Just draft. Draft briefly. Obviously, Wemby went first. first. Yep. Um, he's seven foot five. He's the huge. He's the biggest draft talent they think since LeBron James. Part look, of look, look at him. He's fuck. He's a massive man. Yeah, <laughs> part, well, and part of me wonders: Can someone at seven foot five have the durability to to make it in the league? Obviously, durability seems like a yeah an issue. Like this, we've seen Chet Holmgren, who lanky. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that either. No. Be interesting him standing next to me. <laughs> so I'm rather tall. He's he's a foot. He's tall. a foot taller. He's a foot taller than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a big man with with handles as well. Uh, brothers in in the Thompson brothers. Yep. In, in going four and five. Eamon Thompson and Osir Thompson going four and five. Uh, Scoot Scoot Henderson with the Blazers. Brandon Miller to the Hornets. Uh, it seemed like a very American. Heavy yep. draft outside yep. of Wemby, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, being a uh, a Euro, a Frenchman. Uh, in recent years, we've seen you know maybe more international drafts moving forward. I think it's a little bit funny that the Pistons got the fifth and how mm-hmm. bad that they've been mm-hmm. uh, recently. And it it kind of goes back to as well in the NBA. It's really about those top draft pros. Like prospects, like yeah. occasionally yeah. you get a joker, a guy that's gone. Yeah, yeah, you know, gets drafted in a Taco Bell com- commercial. That's right. You know, pick forty something or. Yeah. But it's very different to to obviously the other draft leagues in that you can go deep and really find talent, uh, oh. and a, a lot of the spotlight it's, it's, will will be on these it, these top guys. Exactly. I mean, it goes down to volume is probably that key difference. Mm. You, you know, you have. Thousands upon thousands of dudes coming out every year out of college um, for for the NFL to pick from as an as a the, the comparison. So, you know that's why they've <coughs> they pick you know three hundred of that. So they're only the top ten percent get get going. So that's why you have so much potential talent uh, available. But yeah, we'll see what these guys um, can do. And good luck to them. There's a video of um, Kylian Mbappe shaking hands with Victor Wembanyama. Did anyone see? That? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I think I saw a picture of them standing together. <laughs> He's he's five eleven, isn't he? He looks like his son. Yeah, he's like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, normal. It's my size. Yeah, average. <laughs> Above average is what we worked out before. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you have anything there, Mark? So we roll it into the final round. Yeah, I might as well roll it into the final round. Mm. All right, hit that button. <laughs> USC two ninety uh, will. Be underway next weekend, T-Mobile Arena mm. there in Las Vegas. Obviously, for us Aussies, the biggest uh, draw card in on this card is Alex Volkanovski oh. taking on Yair Rodriguez. Shorto, what are your thoughts on this fight? Obviously, Volk will start as favourite. If you can get some odds, actually, that would be lovely. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting where they are um, for that. As well, we're going to 
um, lunch, are we? Yeah, l- it'll be lunchtime in the cricket. I did see Broad and Stokes have a 50 partnership um, with 90% of that coming from Stokes. Wild, home. Uh, yeah, a l- little bit worried there. Broad's um, had a few words to say. We'll see, well, another 30 minutes until they come back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's 129 to get a win. Officially concerned. Mm-hmm. Got to get Stokes. <laughs> And your oh, thoughts yeah. on uh, Alex Volkanovski? Uh, if we go back to you, let's, <laughs> let's preview 290. Um, Volk, uh, been the champion for a very long time. Mm. Um, first time fighting Rodriguez um, uh, for comparable components, uh, opponents, like uh, everyone that's beaten yeah, uh, Volk has then also beat himself. So it's, it's going to be an interesting fight, very much a kind of stand-up fight. It'll be interesting to see if... Volk's pace um, and uh, whether there's some uh, creativity from uh, Rodriguez that maybe catches him. It'll be interesting. I I think Volk will be heavy favourite and I think he'll probably retain and win, um, but I think it'll be a good fight. Dollar 22 for Volkanovski. Yair Rodriguez, $4.35. What do we know about uh, Rodriguez? Uh, Obviously... Uh, Mexican fighter, mm-hmm. 30 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, lost to Holloway, so that was the, the comparable. They, they beat Ortega and Emmett. Emmett was the recent one. Um, but then you look at that list mm. and I think Emmett's probably not in the championship at caliber at the moment. Uh, Volk beat Ortega, Volk beat Holloway and Holloway, of course, beat um, um, Rodriguez. So, you know, there's some comparisons there. And Everyone that he's beaten, Volk has beaten, beaten ob- yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and the guys that he has lost to in that <laughs> list, Volk has also then beaten himself. Like Volk's cleared that division out. But it, 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 interesting from the fact that he's an interesting striker and um, uh, may be a bit of a challenge, but he, it's nothing that maybe he hasn't seen before and it'll, it'll be interesting to see if Volk is at you know, top tier and ready to um, uh, knock him down. Agreed. Uh, I think Volk should win. Hopefully not yeah. looking that... Bias, but you look at the numbers, you you look at who's fought who and, and how well Volk went going up against uh, Markachev and, and coming back. Uh, hopefully he can get the job done here. Yeah. He's a dangerous man. Let's hope he wins. Brandon Moreno in flyweight. He's taking on Alexandre Pantoja. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Pantoja, Pantoja. Uh, in the flyweight division. Uh, it's the first time in a while that it hasn't been Moreno and Figgy. Yep, it's been quite a while. <laughs> Thoughts here? Um, I think Marino was, again, heavy favourite uh, in this one and I would think he'd potentially still get the win. Um, I think he's uh, still heads above him in that division. But, again, it's you a know, new young challenger, um, see whether he can potentially um, steal it, shock the world, whatever you want to say. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe kickstart this flyweight division a little bit because it's been very top-heavy with two dudes. And it's been a bit stagnant, really, hasn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. And considering it coming off, um, was it Mighty Mouse flyweight? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was off Mighty Mouse into Henry who then kind of fucked off um, when these two then have had it. Like it's um, only had bugger all champions for a very, very long time. Mm. Pantoya just – Actually, have they – go back down. They've fought before. Uh, and yeah. he won. 2018, Pantoja has a win against Brandon Moreno. So Long time ago. Oh, but five yeah. years ago, but that definitely has to play into the, the mental uh, mm. the game there. He has mm. lost to, to Figgy back in, in 2019. Um, 
I think it's important as well for, for like you say, for the flyweight division to. I don't know if they, if they, I don't know if they need a changing of the guard, but yeah. it, it kind of needs a little bit of something to to spice it up after mm-hmm. a long time of of uh, Moreno and, and Ficky. And Moreno, he is favourite, but but not as as no. short as you might imagine. Yeah, so he is favourite a dollar fifty five. Pantoja is two dollars forty six. So yeah, not as one sided as folks um, thought based on those odds. Mm. Um, yeah. Into Bobby Knuckles taking on uh, not Faf Duplessis <laughs> in the uh, in the middleweight. It's a, it's almost like this card was made for Australian viewers. It is happening over there in Nevada, but uh, Volk. It's very heavy on the Aussies as well. Yeah, right? Bobby Knuckles and and uh, we'll talk about Jimmy Crute on the undercard. Dan Hooker, well, Dan Hooker's definitely Kiwi, but he's we'll, yeah, possible. Russell Crowe, etc. We'll take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> can we get some odds here? And and what are we thinking of this fight? Obviously, Trikas has done very very well and. Rising up the rankings in the middleweight division. Yeah, I think Bobby's, Bobby Knuckles is just too too far ahead of him. Um, I think when I saw those odds as well, they heavily favours Whitaker. Um, you know, I'm going to back Robert to win this, and then you know push for another another go at Israel. Um, I will, I will too. But you look at these guys that Drykus has beaten. No slouches, nineteen and two. Derek Brunson, Darren Till, uh, some big names there coming. Uh, you know that that he's got the better of uh, short odds for for Bobby Knuckles, but you don't want to underestimate the the South African here. Yep. No, that's it. Yeah, so um, Bobby Knuckles is a dollar twenty six. Duplessis is out at three dollars ninety, um, and they've in terms of common opponents, uh, they've gone one for one against all those um, guys that you just mentioned as well. So, um, yeah, Whitaker essentially. If it wasn't for a man named Israel Adesanya, uh, you know, could could be a a a champion for for quite Ladies. some time. Yeah, yeah quite some time. I'm going to go with Bobby Knuckles here, and uh, just don't want don't want him to underestimate the the Safa, but should get the job done. Yep. Uh, Jalen Turner taking on uh, Dan Hooker, not Australian Dan Hooker. Yes. Um, Dan Hooker needs a bit of a bounce back. He's yeah, he's – I think like his UFC career might be on the line yeah, he, here. He's um, mm. being a bit of gatekeeper at the moment. What's he – what was his last kind of couple of results? I think – I don't want to say three losses but I think he, uh, lost, so, lost, win. So, so he, so he had, win. The, had the win recently but before then yeah. lost to Arnold Allen and Islam Markachev. Pretty handy fighters. fighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, before that his other losses were Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. So so he seems like he's I don't want to say he's like gatekeeper. He's you know he's in the top ten, but he just can't push into the five kind of thing. Every time he's fought a guy on that range, he's been on the the back end of a loss. Oh, a hundred percent. And you look at those four losses. There's probably not four better names in that division yeah, exactly. ever. Yeah. That yeah. You know that 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 he's lost to. Uh, what about Turner on the on the flip side? I think I think Turner's been pretty good um, for memory. Just bringing him up here. Uh, let's have a look. He did have that that loss to uh, Gamera, which was which was a split decision. But before that, beat Brad Riddell, Jamie Malaki, Euros Medic. Like he's he's been mm. pretty good, yeah. And uh, and has finished fights. Has has definitely finished fights. So it's definitely a a big ask for Dan Hooker uh, in the lightweight division here. Fuck lightweight stacked. It's yeah. It's, it's real, like it's a really 
heavy division at the moment. Yeah, and the the champion doesn't have a fight at the moment. So. Mm. The last fight, uh, middleweight Bo Nickel versus Trey Shane Gore. Don't know too much about them, other than that Bo Nickel is maybe one of the best wrestlers getting around in the UFC. Full yeah. stop. The talkies are there. Apparent he's going to win the championship at some point, and you know wrestle shit out of everyone to get to that point. Be he's young as fuck as well. Yes, isn't he? he is. Uh, be interesting, and he's had some very very quick wins so far in his UFC career. Um, I feel like I don't see that stopping, and I assume he's probably going to be pretty short odds there, Jimmy. He's twenty seven. He, uh, that's a little bit older, admittedly, than I thought he was. You can see. I wonder who has the wrestling background. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bloke <laughs> that has two, two vegetables for his hearing devices. Uh, yeah. yeah. Odds very pretty sh- – yeah, Very short favourite. The shortest, the shortest <laughs> of the card. Yeah. yeah. So he's a dollar and six cents versus Fuck. Gore at 9.50. Yeah, throw a tenner on Gore for shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely done dumb a bit. Might need, might need to put a bit more than just a tenner on him. Uh, there wasn't too much to talk out of the f- card from today besides Sean Strickland. Um Getting a win, getting rightening the ship a little bit there in the middleweight division for himself. Um, you know, continuing on, um, we're trying to get back in that conversation for a championship fight in the middleweight division. So um, that was probably the only big one out of those for the results that I saw today. Robbie Lawler and Jimmy Crute also on the mm-hmm. 290 card. Enjoy those. A uh, bit of boxing news, Shauna? Yeah, well, we've been following uh, Tim um, uh, Zoo and uh, when's he going to get this? Uh, championship belt, or you know, this unification. The problem for him is Charlo has uh, the belts at the moment. Um, but it, it was, I mentioned, I think this in the last party, that Canelo was looking to get that fight. Um, if it didn't happen, I think then, you know, the mandatory was Zoo for Charlo. But it's been confirmed um, Canelo versus Charlo on September the 30th. So not too far away. The first undisputed versus undisputed fight in boxing history. So mm. both of them have. You know, all four belts um, in for their weight class. Uh, but it is Charlo's coming up two divisions, uh-huh. two weight classes, which I think is five pounds. Mm-hmm. From memory, I think it's two and a half for everyone. So um, a little bit of a step up for him, but um, I don't think he'll give too much height away to Canelo. Uh, but then also, and it's not in the notes, but Crawford um, versus Spence mm-hmm. is end of this month. Again, another massive fight. Seems like boxing's finally gotten away from. We don't care about the, you know, perfect record. We don't all have to be Floyd Mayweather. Let's get big money fights, big names. Put your put your record on the line. Put your belt on the line, uh, and let's go. So, um, it's yeah, it's really boxing this year has been unreal for yeah. for all the big names kind of getting dance partners and going at it. Mm. And this yeah, first undisputed versus undisputed fight is massive. Almost, it feels like for me. Obviously, I've never been a big boxing fan, but mm. maybe a little bit resurgent in the last few yep. years in in some of these names and their records and yeah. the the overall intrigue in in boxing, which is I think important for the sport in general, given given the rise of the the UFC. Well, I think they've kind of realised like the guy like take the Saudis for example. They're trying to put on the big fights. They want to see the best guys fight the best guys, and you're gonna get paid fuck loads. Mm. And they've gone well. Fuck the record, like um, if that's an extra three zeros on the end of my paycheck, um, I'll, I'll take that every day of the week because I'm only in the fight game for a short period. So, mm, mm. Um, yeah, it's it's big, big news. Um, the heavyweights as well trying to sort their stuff out. Looks like most of them will have dance partners on that big Saudi card in December besides Fury who I think's now 
looking to fight in January, but there's rumours that the Nagano exhibition fight might happen in December. So, we'll, yeah, wait and see. Speaking of exhibition fights and Oh, yeah, your favourite. <laughs> I think it's all bullshit, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> It's Probably. fun. It's fun. It's fun. Elon Musk. And it's Mark better than Zuckerberg. better than billionaires and submarines. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> A lot of memes. <laughs> A lot of memes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably or just speculation. Probably or just publicity. Um, everyone's trying to get in on that action. The Italian government was saying they'll put up the Colosseum as the arena for the fight. Just don't um, grave. Have you announced who we're talking about? Yeah, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg and, and Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. I think Dana White's Who you got? trying to put himself in as a suck. <laughs> well, he's a he's a legitimate jujitsu guy, isn't he? He is also twenty years younger than Musk. Um, he is. So there's that. But Musk is like fifty pounds heavier than him. Yeah, Musk, I think, has, would have a, Size, a bit of strength and a bit of that sort of weird, sort of autistic <laughs> yeah. strength about him. Um. <laughs> Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no idea. <laughs> uh, apparently Elon Musk has accepted training offers from uh, Drew St. Pierre, so great pedigree there. Um, yeah, but Musk, Musk does this all the time. Like he, he'll, you know, because it's good for him for his social media network. Oh, 100%. He it's like all he'll just fo- he'll follow it all the way through until it starts to get real and then he'll bail. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Uh, like, I don't think it will ever happen. Um yeah, more likely to get some of these other big name fights to happen that we talked about before we get these two billionaires in there. But yeah, yeah. you'd love to see it. It'll be yeah, funny. exactly. Just yeah. back to uh, back to Crawford and Charles. Mm. Uh, their records are thirty nine and zero for Crawford and twenty eight and zero for for Charles. So yeah. if that does happen, uh, it's, it's pretty elite. Yeah, sort, I, sort I think I think they've kind of realised in boxing what UFC's kind of been doing is like no one really cares. Too much about the perfect record. Like everyone sees what Khabib did and he fucked off, and everyone's just like, yeah, he's not really, you know, there's that conversation. No, he's not the GOAT. You got to beat the best. You got to beat the best. You know, look at what John Jones has done. Yeah, yeah, he's got a DQ on his record, but, um, you know, he's gone away, win different divisions, go beat out guys, like going away, losing, and then coming back and beating more guys and being the champion for a longer. There, there's more risks. Mm. You know, people mm. are paying more. They want to see the best fight the best. And I guess the boxing, they kind of realise like, oh, I don't can't fight bums or cans my whole, whole career. Mm. I've got to fight the big names. The big names is what draws people's in, get mm. the big dollars, and that's how we compete. And seems this year they've flipped a switch and that's that's what we're seeing. Maybe mm. from the heavyweights in the, the recent years. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of it stems from that. Yeah, tuning in from the, those mm. guys, you know, the big guys fighting each other, actually putting on the big cards. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's where it's you know heading, and then all the other divisions yeah. are kind of following on with it. So you do have the best pound for pound guys now fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. Like brain injuries and getting punched in the head aside, like they're more accepting of a loss on their record. Yeah, if you've got fight. extra zeros in your paychecks. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, Roll it into F1. Yeah, we'll finish up with F1. Uh, the Austria GP starts in about thirty minutes. Bastian uh, Vettel. <laughs> uh, perfect timing on that. Um, and Max Verstappen, I think, starts one. I don't – was it – because uh, they had the shootout um, with Max one and yep. uh, Checo and him had a bit of a clash. Checo's been struggling a little bit for form. 
Um, yep. So there's rumours. Massive speculation at the moment. Yeah, massive speculation that Ricardo might take his seat. Mm. Um, you know, Alpha Tori is probably going to get a new name. Um, and it looks like Nick DeVee has got four races left. And then if he doesn't perform, he's out and Ricardo might get a run. So it looks like Ricardo might drive this year, which is quite interesting. Um, mm. So he's not too far away. Um, potentially he could drive for Alpha uh, full time next year. Um, with whatever name that team's got. So they're pretty close on that. Uh, but Max, dominant, still qualified everyone, 20 seconds ahead of everyone in the sprint race. Um, mm. His to lose, a bit of weather around in Austria. Um, so it might be a bit of a wet race. Um, but, you know, I think he'll dominate yet again. That's it, yeah. So Max Verstappen um, is sitting in pole position with Charles Leclerc, second, um, looking at that front row. Did he get a three Place grid penalty. I think that's where he qualified. I think he starts fifth then. I got the starting grid here. Yeah. Unless it's changed. Uh, oh, hold on, I had this in front of me. So you keep going, keep going. Yeah, anyway. I think after he's the only that's moved. After him is probably second then is uh, Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton, Lance Stroll, uh, out-qualifying uh, Fernando Alonso there. Um, then we've got Nico Hülkenberg who did – Pretty well in the sprint mm. or getting into the sprint race. I think he was like that's been better after qualifying second last race. Like yeah, yeah. Um, and then we got Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon rounding up the top ten. Sergio Perez qualified fifteenth. Yeah. Sorry, which is, which is, um, right yeah. down the order. Yeah, that's the big issue. He's not qualifying yep. well, and he's not scoring massive points for Red Bull. And as yeah. Red Bull say, that's. Um, not uh, not good enough. They yep. they want to make they want to guarantee the constructors championship. Yep, yeah, um, Well, it must have been after mm. after sprint race. Um, Christian Horner in the interviews was saying Max and Checo have exactly the same car. Um, mm. Checo was great on pace throughout the race. They just yeah, just couldn't finish. I guess. Uh, so that's there for the no, nah, I couldn't penalties. find anything on the penalties. Um, yeah. And then I guess the only other news was that Ryan Reynolds and the same <laughs> actor group that bought into Wrexham has bought into Alpine with a almost a quarter share of the team, um, mm. which is valued at two hundred and something million. Was it pounds? Something like that. Um, yeah. so, right, a lot know, of money. Yeah, equivalently rating the team at about 916 uh, million pounds, mm. if it wasn't pounds, but it was, that was the dollar figures I saw. Um, so, yeah, good money for them. Again, you know, buying in, the, did, the, did the whole social stuff in the the um, TV show with Wrexham. You know, F1 already has Drive to Survive. We kind of put, <laughs> they put those names and the, those faces involved in that and um, they'll get around it. It's kind of interesting because it's a – Alpine's a French outfit. Mm. Um, a French race team, so how that kind of fits. Uh, not major owners as well, minor, but they've that's a big stake uh, mm. for the team. Big money for Alpine, who's kind of been struggling middle of the pack for quite a while. So we'll see if that boosts their um, potential championship capabilities in the years to come. And that's F1. Yeah. Race in 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just very briefly, Wimbledon does kick off uh, tomorrow. Uh, we, we spoke uh, – Last pod uh, about Novak Djokovic. Uh, he's won the the first two Grand Slams for the year. So if he can can win Wimbledon, that uh, not number one seed though. Yeah, not number one seed. I think he's number one favorite in the in the bookies. 
Yeah, if you wouldn't mind bringing up the odds there, Monks. Yeah, dollar seventeen. Oh, that's to reach that's the to final. reach a final. <laughs> I think you uh, to win. Oh well, you'd think without you'd, dropping a set, not that one. Probably about dollar forty. <laughs> Outright, there you go. Dollar fifty-seven. And then Carlos out at four fifty. Uh, They're the two. Alcaraz, the two. yeah, is uh, is the number one seed, and mm-hmm. and if Joker uh, wins this, he's. He's really looking at some elite company. What do we have to go it's back to Rod Laver yeah. for, for someone that's won all four in one year? It's been a while. Uh, and then, yeah, it sort of really jumps out to, to Yannick Sinner at 15s, Daniel Medvedev, 23s, Zverev and quarter at 26s. Uh, of the Aussies, I think the Demon is the is the highest ranked uh, or seeded. Yeah, Kyrgios is actually shorter odds, which is interesting. Mm. Um but it seems like it's a, a bit of a two-horse race. Uh, How old's Carlos going? 20, I think. He's like he's the future. 20. Je- and recently, 22. Uh, or, you know, a Grand Slam winner already. He's the anointed one in, in tennis. Uh, but I think for, for us and the way that we've been following tennis, it's it's kind of like how many is Joker got got in him you know obviously he's, he's going to be the goat and how how many grand slams does yeah. he actually win yep. yeah over to the ladies Schwantek, uh at $3.75 uh pretty short ish compared to uh Rubikina and Sabalenka at uh fives and sixes and then it jumps out a little bit uh to the rest uh what have we got in terms of Aussies that you'd have to scroll for a bit i would think not many. If any. How many? Like Most like of them are retired. Rock like this. We don't have anyone under hundreds. Yeah, I don't like the chances. Paula Pedosa at 201. That's a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> have we? What the bet? Is that what you're talking about? I, I don't think we've got an Aussie uh, I, w- woman that's even in, even in Kooi. Like a Miss Ash Barty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, that uh, era of women's tennis for Australia is all but retired at the moment. Sure is. It's all Europeans, really. There's a there's a few Americans like uh, Pagula and and uh, Coco Golf, Ons Jabour, uh, you know, Tunisian. But outside of that, it's it's all Europeans. And then Shriantek, uh the world number one for a reason, and and the short price favorite for a reason. That'll wrap us up, boys. Yeah, I think so. That'll, That'll wrap us, us up. Great body. Indeed. I'm going to go home and, and watch a little bit of this. Uh, hopefully we can take a couple more, more wickets. Yeah, Stokes is the is the danger man I, here. I saw it before. He yeah. got 44 runs of 18 balls. So that's that's the concern because, yeah, that 129 I think was left. Yeah, it's scary. Um, yeah, you could get through it in you know, five overs at that rate. So uh, we he's the big one. We can get him out. Um, then I think we we can do the job. There might be a few tired eyes the, rolling into work yeah, the, the, on a Monday morning throughout Australia tomorrow. I think we can definitely rule out there's a draw, there'll be a result in this. There's too much yeah. cricket left to play. Yeah, and the sun yeah. is shining. Yes, exactly. Strange for such a shit country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thank it. you. That was a bit of a long one. Obviously yes. a lot to get through. Uh, we may be back next week. Might be a fortnight. Oh, no, I'm away next week. Let's do a fortnight. Let's do a fortnight and uh, enjoy your sports viewing. Thanks to those that have listened. In the meantime, this is the On The Esky. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.
Go Aussies. Thank you. Bye. Bye.